I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. We're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Andre Conoparo, say hello. Hello. Cheers. Ching, ching. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Yes, we've got... A rare Monday morning record. We've got Darren and Greg. Snacky Tunes boys in the, in the house. Thank you. Thanks uh, for coming by, guys. Yeah, Thank of course. You. This is Darren. Pew, this pew. is Greg. We have the exact same voice. <laughs> All the good stuff is I'm gonna said by me. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to feel like I can't Oh, yeah. Tell. I didn't even think to realize uh, that. No, it's... Um, it's I really I've done, I've done all of our show. best episodes. Oh yeah, I wish I could repitch the show as a, a like a one man, two personalities <laughs> talking to himself, like, it, a, like a two face scenario. No, because when in their early shows, when we're really like just completely stepping on each other to tell awful jokes. Um, uh, <laughs> Still I would, do. I would uh, be, we have no idea what that's like. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that would really be impressive. Like, wow, that one guy is really can really control those yeah. voices, just yeah. like, stepping and like really just <laughs> really failing. good timing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys? So, how many episodes has it been? It's like this, three. This, this week is three oh eight. That's crazy. Yeah. July. July is the eight year anniversary. So no, it's nine. It is. Just go back and check the website. <laughs> it says July. The first one was with ladies. Luca. July. Luca oh, yeah, July two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah. But also, you could just do like math on that yeah. one. Yeah. You know? no, I, yeah. Which I have. This is. Great. I got a pencil in the office. So, so, so you guys will do like fifty episodes a year, approx. Like maybe take uh, a couple weeks off for the holidays. We actually don't take much weeks off, and because, all right. So when we got started, um, we started doing. I take sh- Christmas off. Just saying. It's. I mean, well, we're Jewish, so yeah. <laughs> mm, touchy subject. <laughs> touch, touchy subject. Um, Edit that out. <laughs> uh, you know, when we started, we did every show live. And we did it on Mondays, and um, and then as the years went on, and uh, when you say sorry, not to interrupt you, but live like in front of an audience. No, no, like, the the shows that you oh, hear. Hold on, I'm sorry, um, we have no audience. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> either either sure. live or off. But same, yeah, same, when, same. when, when same, you say same. audience, what do you mean by <laughs> yeah. that? Exactly? Like, well, actually, actually, do people listen? Our moms at, are heavy listeners. At the Herit- at the the station is Heritage Radio Network, which oh, is like actually in the, mirror, in the back huh? of Roberta's, which has a glass window. So you can look into the people having pizza. So that's our audience. Whether or not they know and they that can't they can't hear you. No, they can't they can't hear you. Does a confused toddler staring at you count as an audience? Yeah, the, the, the window is slightly like mirrored, so we can see out, but they can't see. And so there's a lot of kids that like bang on the glasses. Um, but it, but an endless roundtable of people flipping you off while yeah. eating cheese pizza. So the the live show is it's it's done all live. There's like no editing. So we'll come in. We'll right. do the the, the the food segment. And then in like the... the Do people sm- edit podcasts? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, that's, look, that's what I heard. you lay down gold, straight. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then, when you'll, and then we'll play a song and the band will come in. And it's been great because a lot of the, you know, a lot of the chefs were all in punk bands and all the mm-hmm. musicians are really hungry. So they like hanging out with each other. And it, it actually, it, it feeds into itself. It's like, you know, they all want to like live through a cre- creativity and one does it with a knife and one does it with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, someone came prepared. So poetic. Um, or with yeah. the USB stick. And yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We did. We early on. We did, well, well, I mean, what you know, Jason. We've known each other. We used to DJ together mm-hmm. uh, in LA when I came out here. The the first like you know forty or so episodes, it was mostly DJs. But the problem is the way just the show is structured. 
it would be like you'd get like 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so that's like four right. songs. So it didn't really work. So we ended up swapping over to... I don't know. I had some really <laughs> tight like 13-minute sets. So we, I, got, I got two mixes I need you to go back and listen to. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we, went, so we swapped over to live music and it ended up just working. Well, hold on, like hold that. on, hold on. He's underselling it because... So when we were in New no, York... No, I think I'm, I'm being... No, no, no. Um, so we were in New York <laughs> and... Um, we had like we had like a friend. The first band on was our friend's band Tijuana, and then Greg uh, saw this band France Wales, who got relatively big afterwards. But he saw them busking, and we asked them to come in, and they wound up all coming in. It's like a five or six piece band who cleared out all the furniture, and they recorded I think about five songs mm-hmm. in the first one. And listen back, and we're like, oh wow, like these. It's two shipping containers. If you've never been in the studio, mm-hmm. and the acoustic sounded awesome, and we were just like. Oh, this is way more. First off, we'd pretty much run through all of our friends who were DJs, and then second, right. we're like, oh, this is actually sort of more interesting to have live bands. And then we just started reaching out, um, and it's, it sort of took off from there. I mean, there's always going to be a band in Brooklyn that's awesome that no one has right. heard of, yeah, and sure. are like totally willing to come and in. So we get them when you're starting out, <laughs> mm-hmm. and no, no one, else, we've, we've and then on. they stop returning your emails no, I mean, later. Pretty, no, pretty much, it's like it's like we'll be like, like so, oh my god, thank you, thank you so much. Oh my god! This is our first time on the radio, and then like a couple things happen. We're like, second episode, they're like, our publicist email is right here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's, I mean, look, Brutal. that's sort of it's it's this weird <laughs> dichotomy now because we will get like banter starting out, we absolutely love and like love supporting things like that, and then we'll then we'll get some of like the biggest chefs mm-hmm. uh, in the world, and it's really awesome to see that their stories do overlap in many ways. And then the chefs are like, you know, you work real hard, you go on the road, and when you save enough money from your shows, you can come eat at my restaurant. Exactly. <laughs> we've, yeah, we've, I mean, yeah. But it's, it's, anyway, so when we were in, uh, so we started the show in New York, and then we moved to Sunday afternoons because we both got jobs that were like, you can't take off Monday afternoon anymore. And we're like, right. we're like you devils. You guys are jerks. Uh, <laughs> but then um, two years ago, uh, I moved out to L.A. because I met the love of my life. Mm. And we got Congrats, married. congrats. Thank you. And uh, Great gal. Great gal. Very shout great out, gal. Shout out Anna Broccoli. Anna Broccoli, what up? Big, big fan, number one. Um, <laughs> second listener. Mom, Anna. <laughs> uh, it's great. And so, um, you know, when we're coming out here, I was talking to Jack Ensley, who was one of the original, like, engineers, the main engineer, um, who helped us really put the show together. I was like, can I, get a, can I get a handheld mic and just come out and start doing interviews? And so it was great in twofold. One, Heritage this year hit its 10,000th episode as a network, which is absolutely incredible. Like, Heritage Radio Network is doing amazing things. Like, if you don't listen, you should listen. Patrick Martin, mm. Katie, the whole team out there, David, who's our engineer now. But because of that, and being in New York, the majority of anyone who's worked in food has been through the has just been through the network. Yeah. Right. Um, and so coming out to LA, it's been amazing. And that's another twofold. I have a couple of twofolds. A twofold and twofold. One because we get to tell a lot of stories out in the West Coast that we didn't get to tell. Sure. Um, and two... Tales of the West. <laughs> exactly. But also, what's been going on in the L.A. food scene... It's crazy. It's a magical moment right now. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely incredible to see the Better growth. than New York? 
different. Mm. I think. That th- I mean, I think it's like anything. Well played, sir. Well, no, but I think it's like anything where you have lower rents and more space. You can just be creative, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean hold on a second. Fair. But if you look at some, but I mean, if you look at the Eater heat maps, Ooh. and if you see how that trends, you'll see stuff that's like further out or like you know, sure. n- there's no center, so. Things are things are opening in areas that are not, you know, Manhattan or Bushwick mm-hmm. or Brooklyn. And it'll get on the list because they found here's a place that has, you know, low rent. People are willing to drive. So I think that it, it you just have more opportunity to be more experimental here just based on like an economic standpoint sure. versus in New York where you have to really open and just immediately be a success. I also think mm-hmm. that LA That's true. has an overlapping of culture. And mm-hmm. ethnicity, sure. in a way that New York, I mean, it does. You guys just have Puerto Ricans, right? Oh my god! <laughs> no, we have. I mean, we have a bustling Chinatown too. Not if it was up to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, HK Wonton. Uh, love that spot. Yeah. So we just I, did a Chinatown tour last week with Terrence oh, nice. Te, who's on the show. Terrence. Very cool. Terrence. Shoutouts, Big T. Yeah. But I think you see in, in LA like a huge just overlapping of sure. of cuisines and mm-hmm. things like that and like. It's just sort of like yes, there's like Filipino town, and yes, there's Chinatown and Creed town, but like it all little sort Ethiopia, of, little Ethiopia, yeah, um, love it. But I think you sort of see these mergings, and it's like it's like a very, I don't know. I know how's it going to sound. I'll say it anyway. We're very much in a strong postmodern cuisine era. In who who LA. does that sound to? Uh, <laughs> that sounds like the most pretentious thing I've ever Not seen. By the way, this is this is Greg speaking. Well, I think I think also <laughs> what we find ourselves in well to me, or at least what I, as far as living in LA since 2000, I feel yeah. like we are more excited about specific proper ethnic food. Sure, is like traditional, like whether you're going to Singapore Valley for dumplings, you're going to Koreatown. Like there, it's an incredible acceptance of very authentic cultural cooking in a way that I feel like I maybe I didn't notice as a kid, but I feel like it's really kind of mm-hmm. hit hit a stride in LA. But I also think really like don't under, underestimate that the fact that you are all willing to get in a car for two hours and not think about 100%. it. Hundred percent. Well, hold on. Let's let two hours. Hold on. That's no, but, but I'm just saying. But That's I think. Nothing. But I think nothing. that you know <laughs> you know flushing seems so exotic. It's just a seven. It's just a seven train. Right. But for you, like you're willing to go and get on the road and go to those pockets that are 100%. you know outside any type of urban or like density that allows that to. To thrive and flourish, and Very also have point. their own communities and pockets that support them. Yeah. Man, it. Stop it in and out on the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll say, look, I'll say two things that really help. Just two change things. It. Is this different than twofold? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the ma- Are you are you expansion? Are you expansionally like growing now? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say Jonathan Gold mm. and his rise of just like just his unbelievable ambassadorship to that, and then also Uber. Mm-hmm. I think really changed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. I never even thought of that, but I think, absolutely. I think Uber really changed, not just LA in general, because I remember coming out here before and just feeling like, I am stranded. Like, I am just, yeah. we're, we're like, like, what? But now. Forced to drink and drive? Yeah. yeah. Um, Required. No, mom, we never did that. <laughs> By All the way. Moms. Um, but then Uber really was the idea of just being like, okay, like, uh, now, like, the city's open. Yep. Like, an Uber out here is like pennies on the dollar. Like, sure. I don't, I don't, like, well, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now they do like the unlimited stuff where it's like I spend 20 bucks, I get 
20 rides anywhere in LA for $5. Yeah. It's like I go to Santa Monica and it costs me $5. Right. And so the idea- it would cost me more in gas to drive my Prius yeah. to Santa Monica <laughs> than to take an Uber at that right. rate. And, then you're, and so you're willing to go and it's probably like, oh, that restaurant opened. Yep. Or but, a more, sure. but more importantly, people coming from New York who don't have cars or know how to drive exactly. even That's can come point. here, yeah. get off the air, airplane. And be like, all right, I'm going to take a Uber to Squirrel, and then I'm take an Uber to Helen Reyes, and boom, 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 and it's going to cost me the, yeah. And then like, oh, I'll take it, Then I'll go like take an Uber out to Abikini, and like, just, yep. you know, okay. just like, oh, like what? Georgina, yeah, or Gusa, which is my favorite. Mm, don't go to Abikini. Actually, Tasting <laughs> Kitchen is mm-hmm. that's the one. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. the lasa- the lasagna with the bolognese sauce out there is. You know, it's never been said by anyone in L.A. Oh, I just never got my license. Right. <laughs> people in New York all the time. Like, know, half yeah. the people you meet, like I just never, I never figured well, out. I didn't know why. Uh, why I was, would I? I was on a road trip or a road trip, a work trip that like required us to drive, and we like, got in the car. And I was like, you know, I was like, okay, I'll take the first leg, and they're like, oh, uh, did I not tell you I never got my license? I no, you like, failed no, you to men- you failed to mention that <laughs> the entire time Dude. we were booking your car, and I was like, hey, I'm, you know what? Sh- publicly shame them. Yeah. No, I would never do. Publicly <laughs> shame. Them. They know who they are. They know. They have to live with. They them. know. They know. They know. Um. But yeah, you know, it's it's just been really exciting to be out in LA and and to get to um, meet people. And the the difference also between the show out in LA um, and New York is that we go to people's restaurants in LA or we go to like people's houses and things like that. Right. As opposed to them coming into there. But also, what it's done is once you get to hear the clanking of the pans, there's definitely been but, some but noisy noise. episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also just, just some gnat sound. You know, lay down a nice bed of nets. But we've done it. Yeah. We've done a fair. Those a are fair room temp, baby. Yeah, I need thirty seconds, please. Just hold. We've done a fair amount in people's cars. <laughs> like um, I interviewed the a fair amount. The La Copine. Oh, I did John uh, and Vinny. In, in, you in did their John their and Vinny in a car. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's but right. al- but also it kind of opened it up afterwards once we realized we could leave the studio. Yeah. So, you know, just traveling, just traveling around. So I've done interviews in London. I've done interviews in Berlin when we went to New Zealand for a wedding. Yeah, we did this amazing interview. Wow. Uh, this restaurant who I think is on their way to becoming one of the top of the world. This restaurant called Pasture. In because I got the Snacky so Tunes you co-sign. Just, you just reach out to them. No, you go to New right Zealand. Them. You're like, I'm, hey, I mean, we're, yeah. this is what we do. We've done I'm going to be sh- here. Yeah, we've done the show long enough and we have, I mean, we have such a chef pedigree now. Right. You just I mean, mentioned who's been on and everyone yeah, just says right. yes. No, I mean, right. and look, and look, when, you, do they when know. you show people <laughs> that you have at least five or six listeners a week, it's amazing. <laughs> it's true. No, but I mean, we we're getting there. We're working on it. We have the trust of these things, so we like more moms. Yeah. Like, how do I get more moms? Yeah, more moms. Attention, enough, boys. We have chefs now on like the world's fifty best. You know, we have mm-hmm. a bunch of Michelin star chefs, a bunch of four star chefs. So, mm-hmm. um, and we just send them the episodes, and you know, they say yeah. So we went to New Zealand, and we went out, and we interviewed this place called Sherwood, which had their chef was the top chef in New Zealand, two thousand fifteen. Went top over. chief. Top chief. And uh, then the, oh, that's the wrong country. <laughs> Kiwi. <laughs> I don't know the wow. difference. Does anybody really know the difference? I don't it's know. The same. I mean, it's the they, same country, they do. right? They do. <laughs> They know it really well. Like they like for everyone who doesn't. You no, find I know, a, I know. An sure. Aussie or New Zealanders like, do not like that no. joke. No, <laughs> but we also like you know we'll just find stuff that is just. I mean, it's prevalent here. Like it seems like everyone has a podcast in America, and mm-hmm. we'll like reach out. But once you go outside, it's not it's not as widespread. And so New Zealand like, reached out to this place called Rip and Winery, which is this amazing. Amazing winery. Uh, one of the oldest natural vines oh, wow. in in New Zealand. And they were like, yeah. What you know, a ripper. Yeah, yeah, they said, what a ripper. It's a beautiful spot, but it, it's it's not as... There's not like 10 people writing them every week to like come mm-hmm. on the radio show. It's like 
And we're also like, we'll come to you. We'll bring a mobile setup. You know, sure. We'll take 30 minutes of your time and then we'll promote you. This is low impact. Yeah, very low, low impact. Very yeah, low yeah. impact. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, and then we do it in America, too. Like, we were just down in Austin for the mm-hmm. Hot Luck Festival. And uh, we interviewed Philip Spear. From what Bo festival? Me- Hot Luck. Hot Luck. It's Mike Thielen. Uh, it's a great name Moody. for a food festival. Is that like potluck for hot people? I don't know. What, yeah. I mean, spicy. I, spicy food. I couldn't I, get in. At first, I, at first, I read it as hot lick, and I was like, "Oh, that reminds me of like hot snakes." But right. Um, but it, anyway, it's uh, Aaron Franklin, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Thielen, and uh, James Moody, or AKA Moody, and they started. They've been talking about it for years, and they did their festival, um, and it was incredible. To was, me, the line at Franklin Barbecue is worth it. Worth it. Four hours, five hours in line, drinking beer, hanging out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you knew that all you had to do was wait for four hours in a line for the best of anything. Yep. Like, like if you wait for four hours and you're going to get the best ramen, like in the world. Anything. The best ramen, the best ice cream, the best pizza. Like, that's not... that's not that long of time to know that you're getting the best because his brisket, hands down the best. I've never had anything better. It's, it's like, you go, you go like, oh, oh, fuck. Anyway, so we were down there and yeah. we interviewed uh, Bryce Gilmore, who's um, James Beard nominated and he um, from Odd Duck and Barley Swine. So just, we just go out and we reach out and just, and look, it's like sort of like, hey, do you want to do it? Cool if you don't. Sure. You know, it's, I only cry for like 30 minutes. Say no. <laughs> do you ever do episodes without guests? No, we're, no. I mean, we're you know we're not that us, we don't either. We're, we're, we only do guests. We're kind of the opposite of yeah. you guys. Like we rarely do have a guest. It's just us. You, you know, we're, we don't we're have any, idiots. We don't really have any. Like we don't have a lot of food credentials. Like I don't think that anyone. The most we ever really talk in an episode is when we we do an annual trend show mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. we've been doing for about seven years, and that's the most that we talk. But like to be honest, we started the show to get to tell other people's stories like mm-hmm. and just you know we try and get out of the way we ask her questions um i mean we tell a lot of really good jokes so so, bang. so many so good bang. jokes what are those gonna start um they've already no no they come together <laughs> not oh you know, they come together in post got it, yeah. got it got but it, got we it. don't edit so how does it feel to be on the other side then you know yeah it feels oh. good i mean i really like your guys show it feels good doesn't it i've uh i also think that um what you guys do really well is that you're such avid cooks that mm-hmm. you're just listening to. Well, I mean, I've listened to other food podcasts, and like, you know, it's like a 17 minute section on like vegetables. And you're like, oh, that's like not that. Maybe they're not speaking my language, but for you guys, it's you. You come from the same place that we come from. I mean, you have Guy Fieri uh, on here. Hell yeah! Which, to be honest, been waiting to get to it, baby. It just, it just took. To be honest with him, it took me a while to come around to him. Obviously, yeah, because sure. of just who he is. But then you realize that he is like the biggest champion of restaurants. Yeah. I, I, wonder, I wonder if he's ever said. I wonder if he's ever taken a bite and they've had to like reshoot it because he was right. so disgusted, or oh, just there, like every there. every bite is just you know, damn. There's that is been, the best 900th pork chop I've ever had. Yep. <laughs> pork chop is money. But also, there's been so many stories that like his show single handedly in a very fun mm-hmm. way is like saved restaurants yes. that were like, we make good stuff. People just don't know about us. Mm-hmm. We're not savvy. We're in a small town. Whatever happens, our, mm-hmm. our font is yeah, not like, great. We, our, we don't have low, a publicist. We have a very bad like, font we, on the side. No, yeah. but, I'm, but I'm saying, but, but anything. But that's I mean, legit. I agree. Like, but how many of us eat by like you know all you know? You're kind of looking for all the signals, right? Does it have a nice font? What's the yep. Instagram like? Right. You know, just hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you have never talked about fonts before. Well, we never had. I, I think, I think thanks to Guy Fieri, like 
a restaurant with a bad font sort of piques my interest. In oh, that. yeah. I'm like, we're, we spent so much time making this aioli that we haven't even had time to hire a graphic oh, yeah. designer. I mean, I mean Helvetica, you guys, 12. You, you, you do Google <laughs> like star maps, right? Mm-hmm. You start there. So it's like you watch an episode of a show, especially when it's one of those compilation shows where not in one town. Yep. You're like, great, I got 10 places to eat that I would never, yep. never think of. Here's, here's what I have to say about Guy Fieri and Triple D. Hot That's take. Triple D. Hot take. For those who know. Wait, is this a, wait, what? Is this twofold? For all the triple Single D. Single fold? Actually, triple fold. Actually, triple fold. Twofold parts of the story. I <laughs> okay. met him once. I met him once. Uh, oh, really? When I used to work, when I was working on Throwdown with Bobby Flay, okay. um, we were shooting in the uh, Food Network um, like prep kitchen. Yep. And he was in the main studio shooting Guy's Bites. And he came in and he, he, uh, he was like, what up, brother? Like, you guys are the real heroes. You are the guys who make these shows happen. So, what? And this was this Damn. this was maybe 2006, 2007. So, so he got, had he so had Darren, his fame already. Darren had him write it on his lower back, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. sign it. You got a tramp stamp tattooed no, on your him, lower back. I had him tattooed upside down, sunglasses on the back of my neck. Oh, um, that would be the best and, tattoo and, ever. And the second, part, I might get that later yeah, today. I'm going to be honest. The second part of the of the of the two points is that. I, that show is really like it's like the definition of how to make it in America. Yep. Like it is small business, mom and pop, and he's the champion of that. And like he's obviously American manifested. He's mm-hmm. like Vegas personified. Like if America sure. could become a person, mm-hmm. right. it'd be him. And he's like, I'm just you know, but, I'm just going some, but in a good this. way, but, but in, in the good, best way possible. But mm-hmm. even some of the food that they put out there, you're like, man, this doesn't even look good on. Camera, right? But, but no, but I'm, but I'm saying it's like no, it's, I, but it's like, know what you're saying. But, but but you know, you know, but you, you know that it tastes good. It's, yeah. it's some of the stuff. It it kind of goes against all of the like modern food right. rules and everything. I mean, there's there was an article in the Times like maybe a couple a year or two ago that talked about like food food taste has gone down while it looks better right. on captures. Like people are sacrificing quality mm-hmm. for it to look good on on there. And some of the stuff on yeah. on Triple D. Just like you're like, man, that doesn't even look good. Yeah. But I know that they. I just saw how they made it. You know that's good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how well you dress a Salisbury steak; it's gonna look like vomit. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's gonna taste good if they do. But you know, you, you you get a lot of you you hear a lot of stories of these people, and they're like second, third generation people, mm-hmm. or they're like second act Americans. Were like, I was doing this, and I was like, ah, mm-hmm. fuck the rat race. And then I me like, and my wife said to retire and open yeah. this. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Or, or, we were, or we were like, we were like in the financial corporate thing, and yep. then we just said that was one. I watched there was it was a barbecue. I was in my hotel room yesterday. It was a barbecue highlight show, mm. and it was just uh, a classic was, Sunday Triple D barbecue marathon. Hell and yeah. it was, and it was like me away. this this Dallas like Dallas pop up inside of a farmers market, and they were like two corporate market people who were just like we're done. The guy, the guy had like a barbecue recipe sauce from his like father or grandfather. See, like it doesn't get more American. Mm-hmm. That's what it so is. So cool. And then, and then, like, yeah, it's like we got know. fired for insider trading. <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, screw yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, we have yeah. the sauce. We said we, we have the sauce. This. But like, they're like, like, yeah, it's like we go, we shop in the farmers market, we get all of our things, we have a deal with the farmers, and we could go here. You're like, you're like, yes. You know, yeah, this right. is how uh, a stable country and and society is run. Yeah. I mean, it it touches on and and we've. We've talked about this over the years, this idea of, of authenticity and having a story and, um, you know, really this, like, narrative-driven restaurant that um, to really succeed or find success that these, that these places really need to 
be able to deliver on beyond the food just you go like oh like this is my grandmother's recipe or right. i you know i did this and um can i can i call it my favorite triple d that i found yes please oh, um, god in uh park city which, Ooh. yeah park Ooh. city must be nice uh, must be nice. very it's, it's always, but it's like all the food there is is what could you say it's elevated? It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. All the food there, <laughs> oh. the food there is horrible. Park City food is you, horrible. You, you can do all the research. You can read all the lists. And, and you can do all the stuff. So I'm like, man, who might know where good thing is? And I was like, I bet Guy Fieri's been here. <laughs> yeah. So I Googled Guy Fieri, Park City. And there's this place called Sammy's, who still works there. He's like maybe like in his 40s. Nicest guy ever. His business card has his cell phone number. Shout out and Sammy. Shout, shout out to Sammy. Sammy. And it, like they have this, uh, it's it's like a Southwest chicken sandwich salad. <laughs> the salad is cold, the chicken is hot. I don't really get it, but it like works. And bottomless I co- you. and bottomless coffee, and uh, and, a, and they put a bottle of like hot sauce on the table when you order it, and it's like, and it, and it has on so the wall. So after you've sold <laughs> your yeah. movie at Sundance, yeah. no, but I'm saying big. We got a twelve top at Sammy's, but I'm telling you, it's so, <laughs> it's so packed because it's so good, and the wall is signed. Oh yeah, he signs. They all do, and he draws like a little character. Yeah, of which I was like, I was like, man, does he draw? Like, I always feel like it's a stencil. Well, it could be a stencil. I feel like some PA comes in. Some PA, some people. Like maybe he signs. I feel like I've seen. Okay, maybe it's he signs. Maybe he did the first two hundred. Right. He's kind of like the the working man's Zagat guide, I guess. Yeah, sure. Like he's really hitting the streets, pounding the pavement. I'll say this: I would trust a Triple D recommendation over Zagat. Same. And I would I would trust it over a TripAdvisor. Oh yeah, Same. over Yelp or any of that stuff. Yeah. So there's there, so in Monterey, where my folks and I have a place, there's a couple triple D restaurants there, and they're both triple double. Great. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're both, and they're so low key. Even even and they're the, so great. And yeah. then also on road trips, I remember once oh, I was yeah. in Maine on a road trip and stopped at this fish shack, and I was like, oh, "This seems kind of crazy. Let, let's see what's going on here. Let's get some chatter." And um, as I'm ordering, I'm finishing my order, and I look to my right, and then there's the there triple D stencil. And I was like, "This is going to be good." <laughs> hey, spoiler alert! It was great. You know, it's like it those, was great. It's like those old uh, like hobo markings. You know, yeah, like when sure. they were travel around. Yeah. If you look around, you're like, "I just need to this know. place gives food out." It gives <laughs> food out. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a trustworthy woman. Yeah, rapist. Yeah. Don't go in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but if you exactly. see if you see Guy Fieri's, you know, uh, upside down sunglasses. upside down sunglasses and stenciled hair, you oh. know, look, you know what the basic level. It's going to be good. The God has been here. Also, yeah. the ones like in L.A., like um, how do you the think Oinkster. He, yeah. Like, yeah. The Oinkster's but, incredible. But how, do you think that he lost, how do you think that he lost control of his like own narrative? No, right? no, like, no, no, I don't think he did. No, he didn't. Do you think, I think, think he, he just got, is got, himself. Like, it got run through you, you, you like, have to, you the have mainstream to media. No. You have to watch Hot Ones. He does an episode of Hot Ones. is an incredible show on First We Feast, and he's on it. Dude, he owns it. But look. He is so – he knows who – you know what? He He's a damn professional. He you don't open your own restaurant and call it Tex Wasabi by accident and open a sushi barbecue restaurant yeah. in the East Bay. That wasn't like, hey, what's happening right now? You don't call something sushi donkey, barbecue? You're like, uh, uh, donkey sauce? Yeah, let's get behind it. He's like, he's just like, oh, this is me. Yeah. And like, and the thing for me is like, I think what's polarizing is the window dressing, right? It's like the look, the flames, mm-hmm. the vintage cars, the sunglasses. You're just like, oh, I don't identify with yeah. that. Because that's not. The common contemporary like food culture scene, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. He's very much like a grandpa almost, right? Like, but when you watch what he says and what he does on his show, you're like, Guy he's Fieri must be someone's grandpa. Yeah, he's completely sincere <laughs> and kind and excited and enthusiastic and doesn't seem fake. I Can mean, I, here's the thing: if Anthony know. Bourdain did Triple D, yeah, 
everyone be like, yeah, it's the oh, greatest. Oh, you're thing. right, you're you right. Know? Like, it's like, you know, uh, Andrew Zimmerman, who does, like, uh, Bizarre America, who does, like, all, like, the weird stuff. Like, you watch that, and, like, because those guys are, like, cool, and, like, they're in the club and things like that. Like, if I'm telling you, if you got a cool chef, I'm cool chef, I'm going to go around to all the great mom-and-pop sort of divey places mm-hmm. in America. You go, here you go, here's a James Beard Award. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah, it's true. Can it's I, really true. Can I just... Change hop for a second. Mm-hmm. No, for no, sure. No, we, look, we were dedicating the entire hour. Why does Cantor's get the shine over Langer's? Oh, it does not. No, it doesn't. Oh, it's more. It's more. It's more famous. But anybody who's eating, okay. there's no. No, because I went, I went. Cantor's to, is that's trash. that's that's from the guy. That's from the guy who doesn't live in L.A. Because, no, I'm asking because Darren, you and I went to Langer's like four years ago, and I finally went back for the first time this week. Oh, it's and. I have to say, I didn't get the 19, I got the 54, which is the half and half, mm-hmm. no cheese, no coleslaw. We've got a hack. What's the hack? It's like the pastrami platter. The platter. The platter. Which is everything yeah. and all those sandwiches brought to you, but it's also baked beans, french fries, coleslaw, liverwurst, crackers, salad. What? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, have to, you have to build it yourself. Can you make a classic liverwurst cracker sandwich? Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's actually pretty good because they bring yeah, saltines. They, they, they bring in the liverwurst and the salt. Wait, but how, how long did it take you to figure out this hack? I was like the third time we went. Because mm-hmm. it's like, look, the sandwich is not cheap. It's like 20 bucks. No, so, it's not. I mean, so you're kind of like, you know, we're like, and I think this is like when we first started going there. We lived together for seven years. We were roommates. I can tell by yeah. the report. We've been, we've been roommates before. Oh. That's what, that's, that was that's, Greg. That's that was Greg. And that's, 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 a that's a joke. There it is. Like it. Yeah. That was, like that was not in post. But here's the thing. There's, 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 a, place, there's a place in... I told you they had jokes. There's <laughs> a place in Montreal called Schwartz's, mm-hmm. which is legendary. Oh, smoke meat. Smoke meat. Wait, 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 wait. I want to hear how you I've got the hack. So you lived no, together for seven this years. Is, this is the addendum is that that's the you same thing. Well, you can't right. have an addendum if they haven't finished the story. No, we pretty yeah, much did. It's a platter. It, the, 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 the thing oh, is the you platter. You have to build how the sandwich yourself. How much is the platter? It was born at, like, it's like $29. Oh. And you can you have more than two sandwiches. Oh, my or it's God. It's like $32 or something yeah. in that neighborhood. It's so like $112. So when we first moved in, <laughs> we were... Tight, it's a tight 200 bucks. Yeah, we moved in together like when we were like 23-ish, or I was. So it was kind of like a financial thing where we're like, this sandwich is so worth the money... But this platter seems like we could do it cheaper. Is the platter on the menu? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's on the back. But did you guys, when, I mean, when you were roommates, did you, um, did you just like draw it like da- down the middle or would you eat with abandon and hope there was enough for two sandwiches left over? Yeah, like... we've always been good eaters together. It's never been an issue. Yeah, we, we were, we, we divvy it out fairly when yeah, we're eating outside. I, I, There's no concern. I feel like. With He'll us, always give me a nibble. With, I, feel like with, I feel like with Greg. You got to the caviar goes the quick. Huh? Oh yeah. Oh man, I think it's like I think it's like growing up as as twins. Um, it was just us and our. And no, our I parents. always shared evenly. Okay. Mm. So like you would you would finish yours. You know, there's there's the best bite is, is the Darren's. last bite. The best bite is always Darren's. God. Uh, and so you would finish yours and you'd try you. You got to the be- big piece of chicken. No, no, no. It just means that he's already eaten his, and I have bites left over, so it's like extra for him. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Chum in the water is what uh, they yeah, say in the much. business. A real. He's a real. Listen, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> there Se- is sevenfold. There, there is, there is a thing seven. that is. I'm gonna start saying things like that more often. Like before, I just say a sentence. I'm gonna say this. Yeah, no, but here's here's the thing. If you lay out, <laughs> hold on, hold on. If, if you I'm lay, if you now. lay out in a conversation, the number of points that you're gonna make, you don't get interrupted. Because I warned you, I warned you. I said, "This is a very good point." Listen, I have a tight 19 points I need to make. Sure. So look, there is a thing that has been referred to as called the Bresnitz bite, and urban legend doesn't exist. And it is, it is known to be, 
Okay, I don't know. First off, here's the thing. I don't know if it's acceptable or if other people take bites of other people's food. I think it's a it's a like but count no, by count like it's but like I mean like yeah. I mean like and I don't mean like oh you have something on your plate, let me get a bite of that. I mean like oh you're eating a sandwich, let me get a bite of that That's sandwich. That's a piece of chicken. I'm going to eat part yeah. of that chicken yeah. on the bone. So there's a thing I think so, we've I think we've learned that it's socially unacceptable, but we've been raised. But we've been raised right. because, the other way. Because like our parents my my dad tells us this story of he was uh he was out with uh family friends and they went and stopped to get ice cream and uh the kids the kid of the other parents uh got this like giant like three he was like a toddler got like a giant ice cream and his father the cherry was, and his the father was like let me, let me have a bite of your ice like let me I I bought you you have no money you're three I bought you <laughs> this giant ice cream let me have a bite we'll get a little hit kid off of that had a meltdown and wouldn't share it and my dad looked at me and goes if that was you guys I would have taken your entire ice cream and eaten it <laughs> we share yeah. this family hell yeah <laughs> while slapping yeah. you yeah. I would have just spooned you in my mouth while anyway, hitting you so so we you know so I'm like so if we all get food I'm like I'm gonna you know it's that thing where you go with a friend like you get a type of sandwich, I get a type of sandwich. But Brothers some share. people, some people think that our bites might be larger than your average. You, Let me like, get you, a, you know when like a snake unhinges the jaw? Sure, just like it's it kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, yesterday we were sharing pizza and Greg came up to me and took a bite and it was so big that I punched him. <laughs> because I was, like, yeah, I, I mean, was like, I, I mean, was like, oh, let me let me tell you, you slapped me. It was like your fourth slice of I, pizza. No, it was my, it was so my second slice of pizza. It was not your. Second. And I was like, he took a bite, and while he was chewing it, he had this like grin on his face, and I knew you were being a dick. Like I knew right. you like went in, but I mean, I was like, wow, like you really, I've never seen another that. another New Yorker question. Has pizza in LA caught up to New York? No, well, no. Um, we had pizza nisa yesterday. Pretty pizza great. nisa was pretty pizza fantastic. Nisa is great. I and think, they, I they think opened a, a they different. opened a Joe's out here too. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah, they opened a Joe's. I mean, look, Joe's is pretty solid. The, I, I the think. Delivery, um, delivery I mean, pie. look, I think now if you qualify like a new like New York slice, this is a New York slice. You go to like yeah. jo, you know, there's a lot of Neapolitan pizza out here. Yeah, like, that's if, if you, you like, can if find you that wood fired nice. Like, raised but, slice. Yeah, raised that slice. Is I don't think that exists in L.A. So much. A type of pizza. So like, yes, there's what's Mulberry Street. Does a yeah. pretty decent version I mean, I of a New mean, York slice? Pizza Mozza is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, but it's not a New York slice. It's, no, it's not what you're that's describing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, I can get an awesome taco here, but it's not Tex-Mex. Also, Zach from Alimento. We haven't gone because it opened last oh, week. Oh, yeah. But Buena, Cosa Buona. Cosa Buona. Cosa Buona. The, the pictures of the pizza look incredible. I know. It looks good. I'm These, excited the, to go. I want to know. I, I got to... Do you guys know how to make pepperoni cups? Is it a, Do you fry the pepperoni first and then put it on the pizza? No, I think like, new, like pepperoni meat gro- growing up was flat. No, it was but thin. But now, like I feel like in LA, they have like the pepperoni that like fold up into little. I think cups. it's the fat content, and once yeah. it renders at a high heat, it folds up, and you know that it's not fried first because there's just like a big reservoir of like pepperoni yeah. oil. Yeah. In I think it. They they pour your ranch into those. Cups. I think they need to be yeah. smaller pepperonis yeah, to get the so cup too. as well. And before I forget, I wanted to mention this. Um, I saw a picture of Desanos as a pizza. I haven't been since they started making it. Have you ever been to Sano's? They're out of, I've had the mobile kitchen. Are they out of Nashville? I think they started in Nashville. Yeah, really now they're nice. on what? Oh, Santa Monica? incredible. Yeah, they're on Santa it's Monica. good pizza. And the, just the environment inside is incredibly fun to hang out because it's so low. It's vibing. Huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Total vibes. But so the pizza, if you picture a round pizza, they fold in like five corners. Mm-hmm. So the pizza looks like a star. 
I okay. saw a photo of it. So it's like a calzone pizza? Last week. No, it's not like... Is it like a pentagram? Yeah, it's like a pentagram. Kind Una of. pentagram. I'll find a picture oh, yeah. there for you guys. But... Uh, pizza, my grandfather... I want to try it. I've never <laughs> seen a pizza like it. Pizza. <laughs> okay, <laughs> another food question. Are you just going to ask Yeah, food? like because the New York should. Should. Yeah. yeah, this is a food podcast. That's what we're Vegan supposed to do. Vegan ramen? What? Okay, so Ramen no, Hood... No, 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 no. Ramen Hood is this place that no one goes to. I've heard that it's pretty good. I know. Who do you hear okay, from, though? People who don't I, eat ramen? No one, no one that I know who eats meat right. has ever gone there. So Where is it? It's a Grand Central Grand Market. Central. Oh, and and right let me qualify. Grand Central Market is one really? of my favorite places. Yeah. It's a, it's, what's his like name? It's a guy for a while. Yeah, it's it's a guy for, like a year or two? Yeah, um, yeah Ilan, like a year. What's his bucket? Um, who does Goebbels? Goebbels? Yeah, mm-hmm. Elon, oh, Elon, okay. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, that's great. It's, uh, he did Tesla, vegan yeah, ramen, Tesla, yeah. a couple other things. Look, Hyperloop, <laughs> underground tunnels, vegan ramen. I mean, There's... I would say it's not. It's probably not ramen by definition. Gorbel's closed, right? Is there still one open at the Urban no. Outfitters in Brooklyn? There's still one. In, there's still one uh, that I've never gone to. That was a funny the restaurant. One, the one in L.A. Like, I mean, I even had a birthday there because I thought the food was so good for a couple years. And then just like overnight a light switched and then it just became like... Look, you know what it is? He's like, bad. he's mind, someone's, you know, chef minds the shop. Then right. goes like, hey, you got to go to New sure. York. But Urban now had, they put steak in to Mark Vetri. So like now oh they're backing God. Mark Vetri. So I'm going to guess that if That's like the right horse the food back. is going to come because they're both Philly, Philly people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to guess that Mark Vetri is going to probably come in and just redo all the restaurants. Small fact, Mark Vetri was the first chef Possibly the only chef to ever come on Snacky Tunes and actually play music. Yeah. Oh, really? He rips. He shreds. He, he, shred, he, he, he like did a solo? Yeah, he, did, he took a solo. He, he took he an acoustic guitar. Well, he played lead guitar. Um, he, Phil, he, I mean, it's like... What kind of music is he? Him and this what's, guy, what's Phil What's he Roy. laying down for you? This guy, Phil Roy. It was definitely it's, it's actually, it's acoustic. The, the first, hey, first, check the archives. Snacky Tunes archives. No, no, the I'm first um, five years we did a Snacky Tunes live. Compilation. So compilation. So we took like the best performances from the year. Oh, cool. So you, if you just, if it's on SoundCloud and you look for the heritage or you just Google Snacky Tunes SoundCloud, the first five years, the first essentially 200 episodes we did, uh, it's like, I don't know, there's probably like 60 or so tracks. Did you, you guys edit that down yourself or did you have somebody else? We, yeah. we, no, no, well, well we, hold on. Our, know, our, credit where credit's due, Greg did most of the work. Yeah, I, and, and also, uh, that sounds like an incredible undertaking. It of was, editing. it was, it was, it was so, I, like, after a while, I, like, realized. <laughs> you know but no, we did it the right way, too. We sent all the track, each band does three songs. So we sent the songs to the band. We said, what's your favorite song? Most of them said yes. And so it's like, it was, there was a there's a much easier way to do it, but we also wanted them to feel like that. No, because I think the first one we selected the songs, and people were like, "Why did you pick that song?" And yeah, we're right. Like, fine. So we did. It. So it, it ends up. So it's like it's the first five, the first two hundred episodes, the first five years. It's like essentially all of the music archives, and then afterwards, I, I just went. This is way, way, way too much work. So essentially, anything for our six listeners. And your mom is not even commenting on SoundCloud anymore. Like, mom, yeah, mom, you, mom I mean, can they, you subscribe? I would, I would we say, need like I would say there's mom like, five star five star mom. five star mom. I would say for a lot of I say for some bands that put out music that don't get anything, we did better than than that. Sure. I mean, so. I feel like our moms haven't even given us five star reviews. No, my mom definitely has. My mom is not. Jill Conaparo, you're called out. To get five to get back to iTunes. ramen really quick yeah. though, we were we were just talking about the vegan ramen, but also you guys just did an episode from Silver Lake Ramen, which yeah. I've I think everybody I know considers that to be not good ramen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Who? Okay. I don't know anybody I'm who likes it. Buy this. My wife mm-hmm. and I love Silver Lake Ramen. Really? 
I think it's awesome. The thing I like about Civil League Ramen is that they There's have never like a sides. <laughs> God damn it! Are no, they you have like me? you can get like a little salad and things. How many people? Like, there's say, always I mean, a line. It's literally, and it's hands down, one of the most popular restaurants. And it's but, but that is, but that's like I don't know anyone. But that's who likes like TripAdvisor. I honestly don't it, know it, anyone it, who it, likes it. it. I've eaten there twice, and I didn't think it was bad. I love it, but I won't go back. Where's the, best, where's the best ramen in town? Oh man. Oh fine. Second. I mean, best I'm ramen. a Ginya fan. Like Studio City Ramen Ginya. It's old school, yeah, Ginya's but like, good. I love There's Ginya. There's this place out in Pasadena so gr- I mean, called good. Ramen Different. Tatsunoya, which I've I actually ate at um, in go, Tokyo. Then. And they opened up a branch of Pasadena because obviously, so, obviously, sure. you know. But no, but who doesn't want that? Uh, no, but I'm Tokyo saying that that's Pasadena the thing t-shirt. about LA. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It like you're just like, oh, yeah. here's yeah. a cheap space. People are going to drive anywhere. We got. I mean, there's a ton something. of places over in Sotel. I mean, is it Tonkatsu? Uh, yeah. Oh my uh, God. Tatsunoya is actually Sotel Boulevard is like the wildest place. I remember we went the first time. You're like you're like suburb, 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 suburb. What is this two block radius? It's so amazing. We we went went together. We went there and we went to Jinsuya. Where did we go? I can't remember. Sujitsa. Sujitsa, yeah. That's Um, what that's the main destination. And while we were waiting, um, we pop into a a karaoke bar, which was completely just like going off at eight eight PM. Yeah. All underage college students. All underage. I was like I was like I was like, oh my god, like you're 19. Like, no joke. Um, so, anyway. So, they had the best drugs. Uh, you bought everything you could yeah, with the cash no, on you. Their drugs is like, like gut rot vodka. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, one of the, actually, I gotta say, one of the best meals that I just had was over on the west side at this place called. Don't jump to the end of the show. Dude, I have. Don't, don't do it. Uh, okay, fine. Just, 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 you just wait. said one of. You can you no, say one of. Okay. Um, Kato Restaurant. Tasting menu, Taiwanese, Japanese food. It's, I mean, these kids. I mean, K-A-T-O? K-A-T-O. Young. The chef is 25. The, the, like, the sous chef. The sous chef is three. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and he ate they all got, my ice cream. They got big wheels in front. Yeah. There's yeah. a line. But I'm, I'm serious. The stroller park is with, his. I went with um, my friend Cameron, and it was like, it was a nine-course tasting menu. And the first course was um, corn custard. Uh, like a cured egg yolk and black truffles, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And like, it literally, just balls out to the end. Wow. They just changed the menu. They have a new menu. I- I'm serious. Like, it was not to be gauche. How much is the tasting menu? Eighty bucks for nine what? courses. What? Damn. Wow. Eighty bucks because they're new. Dude, I, if you, you're listening, and, don't go there. So there's not a line when I go there. Well, Eighty bucks because they're still in elementary school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like, and here's the thing: they, they can't count because higher. of a bunch of because of. <laughs> Of worth, like, of course, incredible meal in a strip mall somewhere. You know, sure. like literally, mm-hmm. like, like walk past well, it's it, LA. Like, there's no it's way, there's LA no way definition. it's in this location. Um, and it, it because of licenses, there's no BYOB. They don't look license. And I'm like, how are you? Mm. How are you? Anyway, so it started off. So it's kind of like bar room. So, no, but yeah. here's the thing: they started off. The guy's parents um, made like a fast casual place for like rice bowls, fried chicken sandwiches, things like that. And then he's like, oh, I have these ideas. Like, he, you know, he grew up cooking alongside his, his, I think it was his mother. And then, like, and then he just started doing the tasting menu, and they just sort of took the fast casual wow. stuff off. Now they're doing the tasting menu, and then they're, like, looking at other, but, like, it's just one so thing. So complete natural progression. He's just, Dude, like, starts putting things on the menu. I mean, literally, literally I asked him to it's his, I asked him to his face. Evolution. I said, I said, how, I was, like, I, was like, I was like, how did you learn how to cook and put a meal together like this, and you're 25? But then I guess no one would have asked Kirk. You spit in your face and like, walked away. Like, oh, like, hey, Kurt, how did you? Hey, Jimmy, how did you write these sure, songs sure, at twenty five? Like, yeah. sometimes. Hey, Guy Fieri, stuff. how did you drive that T bird so <laughs> sick down the street? Is he actually driving the car in the show, or is it on a trailer? I think he's. Dri- 
I feel like he's driving. I choose not to know the answer. I feel like yeah. he's driving. Hey, what, hey, what is the sound driving. of one hand clapping? You know. Anyway, Cato Restaurant. It is literally like I want to go. Like I would go back tomorrow. What are you doing um, tomorrow? Um, I mean, I gotta go to work, but I would go back. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's really it's it's amazing. But again, it's just like one of those things where like. Right next to it is some Mexican place. And sure. And there's a Venus. 7 Eleven, maybe, isn't that I mean, strip that's, mall? Like that's, anything. You know what? That's actually, and I know, Greg, you mentioned um, rent earlier, but also, like, in New York for food, it's like you have to be like, I gotta be in the West Village, I gotta be in Williamsburg, like, it's like this. Here, it's like, no, we're just gonna. If oh my God, that point if, sounds so good. Who made that earlier in the show? I just gave you credit. <laughs> but I'm saying, it's sort of like this weird, like, punk rock, like, like DIY, like, fuck it, like, we're just gonna open up. Wherever we can open up, and it's going to be an amazing restaurant. I mean, like Silver it's a little, Ramen, it's a little for us by us. Silver Lake Ramen, but like it is not in a sexy location. Like it no. is in like it is in Silverson pickup. I'm not hating on it. I just am surprised. There's always a line. I didn't think it was bad, but, but, but it's I, like, but I think it's, it's busy. But, but I don't know. But is that because it's not as good as long as? Do you feel it's not as good for the amount of time you have to wait? Yes, that's part of it, and the other part is Thank you. ramen. To me, is a dish like a lot of things. Like I try to balance eating healthy and then just going like completely ham on Define, anything. Right? I'm sorry. What is this balance word you speak? <laughs> right, exactly. But it's like okay, if you're gonna so have a bad boy bad, thing, you want it to be right. So if I eat like ramen, boy, yeah. if I eat ramen and it's not great, I'm just like, there's. It's hard to argue there's a less healthy meal than a bowl of starch and pork fat. If you're talking about tonkatsu, not I guess wings, not wings on nachos. It's like right. when you, it's like when you go. So I really, you get like a go get a cheeseburger and fries, and you're and you're eating, and you're like, I could just be eating like, like a double double, self. and it'd but, be so much better. Oh yeah, but ramen is very much a sort of like a fingerprint dish, where like mm-hmm. each one's unique, and mm-hmm. each one is personal, and each That's one is like just like preference, point. and like look. People eat it uh, ramen hood. That's vegan, right? You know, people love that, and like some people like the shoyu, the soya broth, or shoyu broth. I can't. Mm-hmm. Remember. Look, some honest, people. I eat- gave up on tonkatsu, spicy miso. That's what I always go for. Mm-hmm. I don't even know you. Spicy Who miso. Are you? Spicy miso. I'm met? telling you, it's it's the best. There's this place in uh, on Allen Street, in New York, called Mr. Taka Ramen. Spicy miso. It's all. It's amazing. It's really really good. And I went there before. It was mentioned. Mm-hmm. In Master of None this season, I just want to call it out. Oh, check, check the Instagram. Check the Instagram. <laughs> it predates the. But I was happy to hear that. That's the. Yeah, really I, I feel like I don't even. I, I don't crave ramen at all anymore. Same. Really? Yeah, Same. I'd rather have a bowl of. Uh, if I'm gonna eat, Same. if I'm gonna is eat, that, is that like is that the lucky peach? Sauce? Wait, is that I the lucky peach influence? One bite of soup and noodles to a squirt of hoisin. It's pretty sauce. much the same. I do squirtle of sriracha, squirtle of hoisin with like each bite. Like of Like literally, like in the spoon. I still feel like when I eat pho, it's like I I love it, and I think on a cold day it's great. But I still feel like I'm missing a lot when I'm eating pho. I understand it's clean. That seems like a personal. We gotta problem. take you to 87. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you just need to go to the right spot. I also no one else I know does this. I find the rice stick noodles to be so uninteresting that I always get noodles on the side with my pho. And so the really, broth is so good. Yeah. And then I'll take a little bit of, of noodle and dip it in because I feel like when you get really good versions of that, the, the balance and, the, and it's, so, it's such a delicate thing mm. that when the starch and the noodles sit there for a half an hour, what you started with is not as good as what's at I the agree. very end. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. So that's why... So yeah. you're like a Sukumen type of guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Maybe it. you just invented Sukumen pho. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, my God. We'll see. Sukumen pho. But that's, I just, I, that's one thing, of my LA, favorite things in the world. Take, in LA, take the Instagram name. Someone would 100% Sukumen pho guy. God damn it. Someone <laughs> would absolutely be Genius like, oh, idea. we're doing like Sukumen pho. 
mm-hmm. where it's the broth and all the stuff and you dip it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's, and it sounds like a dumb novelty thing that we just came up with right now, but if somebody said that, I'd be like, I'll try I'd, it. Yeah, cool. And check it always, out. Yeah, I'm interested. Hey, it's, yeah. a, it's in Glendale. It's always hooked up by Doug Biet, too. Like, <laughs> I always Doug. have to have the tendon. I have to have the brisket. Like, I want all the connective tissue meats in that soup. Like, I never can get down with a meatball, though. Meatball's yeah. weird. The Texture's meatball's always weird. weird. Texture's weird, and I'll it's always it. gray. I'll yeah, eat it, but very great. Yeah. Very, I could do without it. Yeah. Very, it's always the grayest meatball I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> like, like tripe. I'm like, give me seconds. It's yep. not. It's, it's totally fine. It's like I no problem with the tripe. It's the meatball. I get really sad when there's By not the way, enough tendon. The yeah. Pantone color of the year was uh, faux meatball gray. <laughs> Said no one. I wish that was true. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, th- those are the jokes that we've been. I like it. Yeah, that was just edited in. Yeah. So how much? That was post. How much did you guys cook yourselves? I cook, uh, this is Darren, just to not be confused, because these are going to be two very different answers. Um, my wife and I cook, I would say, at least four times a week, mm-hmm. if not more. Um, you know, and a good chunk of that is probably Blue Apron. Do you guys share a passion for food, too? Does she love oh my eating? My she wife loves and I, I mean, first, first, first food. Yeah, Blue, first off. Go, Ma! First off, bad. first off, when, like, I did it. tonight, this is, this is how fine. you get them done to write the show. First off, first off, <laughs> Mailchimp. Oh, okay. Mailchimp, man. So Squarespace, like, so Squarespace, Mailchimp. So I'm on my Squarespace website, sending emails on Mailchimp, clicking Blue Apron. No, God um, damn it. Here's the thing. Um, like on a day, like whenever, like a long weekend, like tonight, I'm going to cook something from scratch. I'll probably do the Thomas Keller roast chicken. Like it's you know, oh, it's, it's it's a ball, it's a ball thing. But like during the week, like the fact, like just I just don't have time to go to the grocery store and mm. Blue Apron. Is there just look. I don't need to sell it, but look, my wife and I, I mean, I married her partially for her love of food and cooking. Like, there's n- literally no way that I could share love, a passion. love food this much. And, like, when we travel... Like, I was going to say you're going to travel well together if that's we what We travel well share. together and we eat a lot together. And, like, we, I mean, it's so nerdy, but when we go on vacation, we'll make, like, Excel spreadsheets... And there's like re- there's a research tab, cute. and there's a schedule tab. So cute. And there's like and like we just like we go in and a big chunk of that is food. And so, you know, look, cooking for me is um, you know, I'll do like meditation on its own thing like that. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm cooking a meal mm-hmm. and in my head, like when I do meditation, my brain is going like, You're meditating now. Right. You're meditating now. <laughs> like like the, <laughs> when I'm cooking. Everything goes out the window, mm-hmm. and all I'm thinking about is the timing and the process and making sure, which is the biggest thing that I find is that, like, making sure that everything is hot together. That's mm-hmm. actually the biggest thing when it comes – like, that's where I really mm-hmm. – Still don't have that down. That's actually the biggest – that's I how cook you all the time. When you become Still a don't amazing have that chef. Down. So anyway, so we cook four times a week together, mm-hmm. and we love it. Like, it's great. We're in the kitchen. How's your day? How's my day? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're making ramen tonight. We're the making- wine is clinking. Yeah. Oh, when, I was, uh, when I was in college, mm-hmm. my, before I, I left – Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How many – No, no, I will answer the question, but um, I, <laughs> my, I was in the hospitality school, and one of them is we had to, like, work in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I made – I worked – it was, like, a family restaurant, Italian, two generations – and I would make all the family meals. It was great. I learned how to make meat, meatloaf on like big scales and everything. But the chef would like talk about his kids. He had like you know a six year old, an eight year old, and he goes, "My six year old, he's never gonna do it. But my eight year old, he's gonna be a great chef." I was like, "How do you know?" And he's like, "He can get breakfast out, and everything is hot and the right temperature." Right. The big thing. Mm. And and I and I and I remember this. I mean, I was like nineteen when he told me this. He's I'm like he's like think about this. This is an eight year old. You know, there's a lot of concepts he can't grasp. But he can figure out how to get my toast, my eggs, my coffee, all the things yeah. necessary mm-hmm. at the same time. And the butter is also not too cold. But it's, and I was like, mm. oh, okay. 
So um, the fact that he, he's or else he gets the stick. Yeah. So so for me, so this boy's never leaving the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. So I live in New York. So of course I I never. I never cook. Right. Yeah, I guess no one actually really cooks in New okay. York. Okay. Nope. Just and I also travel. Not a ton that for, I knew. I lived there I, for a year. I never saw anybody cook. I travel a ton <laughs> for work, but I will say there is one thing that I make consistently. Mm. Um, I make tomato sauce from scratch, Beautiful. and this is like Bravo. an evolution of the Frankie Spatino's cooking manual, which I cannot recommend enough. Their 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 preface, their preface before they even get to like preface 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 preface. I say preface. preface. I say preface. preface. Yeah. Preface. Preface. How do you pronounce? Uh, prefix, prefix. No, you no. Prefix, prefix. I don't know. Uh, but well, prefix they, is if you're a foodie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they uh, so before they even get to like chapter one, they say how to make their sauce, and it's like four hours, and it's really simple. It's five ingredients: mm-hmm. olive oil, uh, like hand crushed tomatoes, salt, um, some red pepper flakes, and just a little bit of time. Little sugar? No sugar. No garlic. No sugar. Oh, and yes. And third, and then two, like one to two heads of garlic that you do in the olive oil. You throw in the red hot pepper flakes, and then you throw in the the tomatoes, and you cook for four hours. Mm -hmm. And then, as they say, which I love, you mother it a little bit. My mom, Mm -hmm. my mom and I um, made one addition. We took brujol, and you put them in. You cook that for an hour and a half. Pull that out, cover it, and then at the last minute mark. You hand shred it, put it back in, and you take a hand emulsifier and you pull it all together. So when you're making the brujol, are you doing like a layer of breadcrumbs so, and herbs as you roll so, it? Because well, I'm picturing no, no. you shredding it. And no, I'm no, like, no. So there are. So I live in Greenpoint, but so there's all dotted over Greenpoint. There's all these actually like old school Butcher. Italian butchers. Yep. So on Metropolitan, there's a place called Mario and Sons, and mm-hmm. Mario worked there for years, but in the last couple of years, he's gotten a bit older, and his son has taken over. Wait, so, where's the other son? I don't. I've only just seen the one guy. Um, Marion's so, son so, sounds better than Marion. He's son. in the Hudson River. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so if you if you go there, you can get them to make the brujol for you from scratch. They'll pound it on everything. So you get mm-hmm. two pork and two beef. So you mm-hmm. like mix up the flavor and the fat content, mm-hmm. and they and you can order them in advance. So when I come home from off the road, the first thing I'll do is you do shopping on Saturday. The great thing about the Frankie book too is that if you've never done a Sunday sauce, they actually have a weekend timeline on how to do it. Yeah. Like, what, yeah, you, need to, what you need to get on Saturday. It's like the bedtime app on your iPhone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You want to eat the sauce at yeah. 6? No, but, yeah, exactly. but, but, they, but they even say it's like, if your grandmother starts at 6 a.m., if you're a dirtbag, start at noon. Just know you'll eat later. But <laughs> they do not say that you're a dirtbag. I mean, do you put it. pork neck bones in Sunday gravy? Because I find it to be the most important part. When I make gravy, I find like all that collagen yeah. and all that that comes out of those neck bones is what Look, really like gives the, I mean, the I feel like texture, sun, the velvety Sunday texture. Sunday sauce is much like ramen broth. A million mm. different ways to make it, right? A million ways. Everyone has it, and everyone's grandma's and they're all the great. best. Yeah, and, and they're it's all great. great. But look, you need tomatoes, salt, pepper, garlic, olive have, oil, and, and some meat. meat collagen. I don't put salt. I mean, I guess, I guess whatever. Who the fuck? What? what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no salt? No, but, no but from, salt? From, from, Take you, this monster wait, out of my house no immediately. There's, there's no salt. Not, you've had that sauce. It's good. There's no salt. But better what, salt. But what happens, yeah, I said it. But what, <laughs> but what has in the brujol, there's all like, but because the way you do with them, they, they have all the seasoning in there. So that okay, kind of, so they salt the right. brujol. They don't salt it. They put, it's like, it's just, but they there's put Parmesan. There's salt in there. Yeah, there's oh, Parmesan, so Parmesan breadcrumbs, parsley, know, oregano. I'm sorry, but you don't need sugar and you don't need salt. And for whatever sugar I get because of the tomatoes. But, but so the, what I do cook is so like when I get home, it's like this rarely meditative thing. So I make it and then, so what I have when I'm home is that I just like, Sauce all contained out in the freezer. That's extremely impressive. How many times a week do you cook? 
But, that, but this is not a competition. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. How, and how do you, not a how do you prefer to eat the Sunday sauce? Do you eat with your, do you have like an undershirt? No, just topless. With <laughs> you do it in like, a, in like a 50s Brooklyn style. Yeah, like playing, He's got a 40 caliber in the hip pocket. Yeah. He's, playing, no playing, he's playing, eating the grapes. Sepia lighting do you, do you ask yeah. your cigarette in the Sunday yeah. sauce just, as well? It's like deep trance, okay? <laughs> like just really just two cigarettes, one on it. I don't even smoke, but just like just two cigarettes. <laughs> I'm like the dangle. Mm. No, I mean, I eat it's it. I mean, do you do pasta? Do you do bread? Just a bowl? Pasta or we'll make just muscles at home as well. So it's it's really so, mu- so, so either either over pasta or with mussels. Yeah, with mussels. Yeah, yeah. pork. Damn, it's really yeah. Sunday well, gravy with the mussels. So I Some live. Bread, I live. Mussels? I live down the street from uh, a, a green, a green market, and there is this amazing fishmonger there that always has five dollar bags of mussels. It's awesome. Mm. It's hard to beat. Hard to it's, beat. So it's hard to beat. So you just make it in there. Um, I actually a good story about that is that um I had a friend. So I'm. I'm allergic to crustaceans, but can you eat mussels? I'm not. Darren's not. We both we were both allergic to it. Darren grew out of it. Shrimp, lobster, crab, shrimp, lobster, nothing. crab, prawns. Just those four. That's we're it. in crawfish season right now. It's yeah, crawfish is a not, good time to be alive. It's not. It's not great. But um, <laughs> so uh, I was making up like a couple pots of mussels for uh, for my girlfriend at the time, and my friend was sitting there. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just alert. He's 31. He's like, I'm allergic. And I was Shout like, him out. what's up, B-Shap? B-Shap. And I was like, are B-Shap? you, I was, I was like, are you sure you're allergic to mussels or just crustaceans? Cause like, there's a big difference. And he's like, I don't know. I was like, look, I went into the bedroom, brought back an EpiPen. I put the EpiPen on the table. Yeah. And, I said, and I said, look, eat one. Okay. We're betting fingers tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Eat one and we'll give it 10 minutes. And if it doesn't, and if it, if you get a little reaction, I'll stab you with the EpiPen. It's uh, so deer hunter. Uh, oh and yeah. Then, <laughs> and then if not, you'll have a second one and we'll just like take, we'll just, we'll, we got, we got time. We take a second. So over time, he ate one, nothing, anything. And then he ate a pound and a half of mussels. I had to order pizza for, <laughs> for dinner. And then over the next <laughs> two months, I would just get photos. Muscles. No, I would get photos from him. He's like, he's like, I'm at Grand Central Oyster Bar having my first clam. I'm having my first oyster. I'm having like my first. Oh. So like he did. Yeah. Sweet, so sweet like, story. So, but imagine being 31 and never and discovering yeah. all that food. Sure. Oh yeah, like, that's a whole yeah. world too. That's funny. A whole world under the sea. Do you oh. feel? Do you feel like now that there's any type of food you could even discover? Like you, like probably, yeah, like, like a, a lot of well, vegetables. You know what? I want to think. I want to believe that. So I do. It's my choice what, to believe I'm that. Sure. So like I'm re- I really want to try whale meat. Yeah, I mean you, can you, go to, you go to fucking Piss Alley in Tokyo. Piss Alley. <laughs> yeah, no, Piss Alley is this amazing spot. Hey, it's all f- five stars on Yelp. Piss Alley. <laughs> no, but literally, literally, it's nothing. It's all yakitori. It's all grill, and it's like it's like mem- it's called Memory Lane. I can't remember the Japanese thing. AKA Piss Alley. Does it I smell can't... like pee? No, it's great. But they, have, but they have like. Why is it called Piss Alley then? I don't know. They literally, <laughs> they literally have like pull up signs that just like it's like whale meat. Like they don't give two shits over there. Whoa. Yeah. I would say, though, that the chef's table with the Buddhist monk, there was a ton of vegetables that I had never even mm-hmm. seen Oh, before. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, think, I think there's, like, a lot of... The oh, and that, the white rabbit, the Russian one. There's a ton of food in that one. God, chef's table. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's in some African food there. that probably haven't been exposed yeah, it's to. Yeah, Yeah. But, I mean, I hope just that there's always something for me to try. I think, that's but what again, I want. a lot of it is, like, it's stuff that's, like, stewed or different. Or it's a lot of vegetable-based stuff that... Or meat that's really cooked in a different way, but it's all like braised or stewed or cooked for a long time, and just a lot of different like seasons and, and flavoring. Mm. That yeah, I feel like the seasoning. Do. I feel like at the at the base end of the day, you've had pretty much every type of meat that's out. There's like the legal ones. The legal I wanted to go <laughs> back. I had, horse, I had horse ones. Yeah, yeah. I've had horse down? in Italy. 
Uh, I had a horse up in Montreal. Joe Beef. I remember I was going up Ooh, to Montreal. You needed Joe Beef, you I was, son of a bitch. I, I went up there. Bucket list. That's on Must be nice, Darren. <laughs> I was in a car with a bunch of people. And I was like, I was like, God damn it. I was like, I'm never going to have horse. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We were like going up. We were you were like, sad. I was sad. Oh, you were just shit. sad. I'm never gonna eat horse. Like, no, it's, like, it's like one of those things. You're like, like I'll never eat horse. And then we were up at Joe Beef. Also, you're not like you're not like 79 and be like I'll never have horse. You were you were like <laughs> um, 32. Yeah. You're like I'll never get this rare meat. <laughs> and uh, I mean, if you're we, gonna have horse, you have it at Joe. Beef. We were up there, mm-hmm. and um, you can literally go to the Jean market up there and buy horse. Like right. you can buy like 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 horse loin up there. And uh, I remember they're like, oh, we have a special tonight. It's um. Uh, horse tartare with ramps, and I was like, "Let's do this!" Oh yeah, and it was awesome. I would definitely Did you say have ramps a bite. or ranch. Ramps. Got I it. would have a bite, but I'd be like, "Okay, I wanna, I wanna going s- in, uh, going no, in head in. first by tartare." I, I definitely, I, 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 so, so Darren has a tattoo of like a pig, and you, everyone's seen the tattoo where it's like like stomach and back. Yep. Uh, we were joking around that like no one has. That so, listeners, just Google horse meat chart guide. Look at this thing. No one has that tattoo. Oh my god! No one has that tattoo. Oh but that is like that would be like, like if you were at a pool party con- and hey, you, controversial. <laughs> if you were at a pool oh. party and popped off your shirt and it was a horse meat guide thing, it would be a riot. Oh, not yeah. in a way, but it would be such oh, a good yeah. idea. So, look at that. I mean, Jason, you are Damn. big. Jason, you are big enough to like really blow that out. Yeah, and you know it. You know it. And you could say this used to be my family's heart. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And it was called. That's going to be the chess piece. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. called a uh, conversation starter. I mean, like, you know, I mean, just so you know, you it's know. It's also called get out of my house, you <laughs> yeah. monster. But this is, I mean, like, the neck, the neck is like stew meat. There's yeah. cow meat. See? There's steaks look, in there. Look, pork neck, horse neck, Sunday gravy. <laughs> make it how you like. Dude, we're going to need a bigger pot. I Dude. I guarantee you there is a horse ramen out there. For sure. I want to make, I mean, Sunday gravy, old news. Pony gravy. Pony gravy. Oh, Oh, that's Sunday pony gravy. Anyway, it's lean. Also, how how fucked up would it be to surprise somebody with horse meat? Like at dinner, they're like, oh, what is it? This is great. Not as fucked up as dog meat. I got got a story for you. Yeah, not not anywhere as messed up as dog meat. We were, I don't know, three or four. Parrot meat. Uh, My my mom (laughs) made us this uh, beautiful, rich stew. Chunks of meat. It was so great. Mm-hmm. Meat, heartwarming. Heartwarming. And my mom was like, "We were like, what is this?" She's like, "Just eat it." We were not three or four. How old were we? I mean, you can't remember something like cognitive oh, memory. Well, starts when, I, when she eventually totaled, like, like, it was there's a, this, there's a little too much time in here, mom. No, when when I was like, I was like, I was like, well, this isn't chicken. I was like, what are these cuts? And eventually, she's like, oh, it's rabbit stew. Mm. And as a child, my brain went, "What?" And then I went, "It's delicious." <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, I had, people love rabbit. I had a bit of a break, but yeah. But I mean, that's but rabbit. I guess is on the edge of things that are like people are like I won't touch that. Like really? Oh, dude. So yeah, I would say so. Okay. I mean, if, if it's like a rabbit stew with chunks in it, but if you if you're like served like here's a half of a rabbit, I'll, yeah, t- I'll tell you hand, hands down one of the best dishes in LA right now is the rabbit of kismet. Oh wow! Shout out to the Sarah. I haven't been to kismet Shout out yet. To Sarah and Sarah, wow. it's amazing. They brought that dish over from their restaurant in Brooklyn. And that rabbit at Kismet, oh my god! It's a rabbit. I like rabbit. However, however, we did have a funny story. So we we went out to have dinner there. Um, we know Sarah from back in Brooklyn days, and uh, a food friend of ours who I will not publicly shame. Yeah, he knows who he is. He so we're sitting and he comes and we're like, oh my god! It's like oh, and you're sitting next to us. And we sit down. And he goes, "Do you guys get the rabbit?" You're like, "Yeah, of course we did." He goes, "Well, 
my girlfriend is vegetarian, so I'm going to have a bite of your rabbit. Uh. And then ate some of our rabbit off our plate. And I can tell you that move is not cool. Yeah, <laughs> oh. but I mean that's that's tough. Did he offer anything? Like if I, no. if I was going to do that, oh, I would have you know like what? I would have bought no. you a no. glass of sent water. over some actually, wine. Actually, yeah. Now that I think about it, he, no, because he, how much is that rabbit he, dish? He, that's like a. It's, 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 it's a, not. Did you grab your wine and wash he, down he, the rabbit the with your here's, wine? Here's, here's you go. First off, two things. Twofold. This is a twofold story. This is your last twofold of the show. By the way, it's just like. No one wants to be may feel bad if they're like I'm vegetarian things like that. Mm. Second, not even feel bad, but just to be like, hey, hey, you've never met my girlfriend. She's a vegetarian. Oh boy. But also to to be fair, the the rabbit is advertised as a dish for two, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. And, and but then, I could tell that the vibe on that table you know, was like they're not ordering you know, any meat. You know, it's like it's, uh, you know, it's like that. I, I'm gonna order this. What did, right. you, what did you guys not order? What do you want to try? If I order this, right. Mm-hmm. Could we trade like a bite and then I go? Oh my god! Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. we're friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it was also, it was a big assumption. I can tell you right now, meat eaters who love meat who date vegetarians from experience, it does not work. It can be hard. That's why you got to turn them freaks. I had a girlfriend once who flipped on me halfway through a long term relationship. Like she, a vegetarian, and I was just like, she went from meat to, to you, veg. Yeah, and I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, I don't want to eat anymore. I'm like, what? <laughs> No, that's not. That's I, not what we talked about. I remember the the the, the very uh, what first are you doing? what the first vegetarian I ever dated was in high school, and they're like, she's like, oh yeah, it's totally fine, it's totally yeah. fine. And then I remember getting like a chicken cheesesteak, and we were like sharing a sprite. And I took a sip. She goes, you put your meat lips on there. Ugh. And I went, how old was she? I don't know. We were like 16? fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously, we both knew everything. But about Jason the world. and I both meat at different lips. periods in our lives. We're vegan, so I have a big, I have a very healthy respect for what, I mean, all types of eating. Did you slide and into veganism and then slide out. Straight edge, pretty much. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. but do it. I also really like eating vegetarian when it's good, and my LA body ve- feels. good. LA vegetarian is fantastic. Yeah, it's like, very you easy go to, to be a little Ethiopia. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. The first time I was, the first time I ever had like a truly great dish was, I mean. One of my first trips out here, super hungover, and someone took me to the M Cafe. Is that a place? I love M Cafe. And they got me the kale with peanut before kale was a it's thing. It's incredible. And oh, I yeah. ate this. The and kale my, with peanut's and, fantastic. And oh, and bo- kale my, used to be on that indie label before I <laughs> yeah, went to the major exactly. label? Yeah. I like the early kale. And I remember <laughs> eating it in my body going like, thank you. And I was like, oh, okay. I get, right. oh, I get this. Oh, oh nutrition. Totally, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. For, for all Actually, the cliches about M Cafe, they have one of the... Hands down, one of the greatest vegetarian burgers in the existence really? of is the it, world. Is it like trying to be like the uh, like the Beyond Meat? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not a meat substitute veggie burger. It's definitely like kind of a grain patty, but it's just it's incredible. I have a good uh, so when um, I was traveling London, this was like eight nine years ago. Um, as a DJ, like we had been eating like terrible food, and we went to this like roadside diner. Because you're in London. Because you're in London, and this is you know, first, off, first off. No, 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 first no. Off, London I'm, has I'm just, fantastic. Food. I know we're just saying stage. Eight, but when you're eight, a DJ and you're just yeah. eating yeah. curry every night, yeah. So I we went to this place, and <laughs> yeah, I was true. like chicken Nando's, yeah. and I went. They had a veggie burger on there, and I went, oh, amazing vegetables, and I got it, yeah. And it was literally full vegetables like cauliflower, carrots, peas, uh, deep fried in a. Patty form, and I was like, "Okay, yes, this is technically technically you a guys veg, a did serve yeah. me a veggie And I went, huh, "I was like, I guess you got me." That was like <laughs> the same time we were. Uh, I got we were on tour, and uh, I got food poison, food poisoning in Paris from eating some like crepe that I should be eating at, like six in the morning. Yeah, and we went to went to Madrid the next day, and I was like, "Guys, I just need a salad. Can you please give me a salad?" <laughs> and it was the most like 
disgusting, sure. like pickled vegetable. Like, <sighs> like nothing was. I was like, this is the unfreshest salad sure. I've ever seen. And just being like, I was like, all right, this is how you get your reputation. And everything else was like fried and like. Wait, how did you guys break your vegetarian vegan edges? I don't even remember. Nachos. Really? Like mm-hmm. pork nachos, chicken nachos? Do you remember oh, I the do place? remember. It was, no, it was, it was, it was, it was pure, beef. it was pure pressure. For me, I, I went from being vegan to vegetarian by eating nachos at okay. Taco Bell. Sure. Okay. Right. That my friend, like, like a lot Pure of my fresh. like my fr- my friends were all vegan with me, and then they like slowly stopped, and then they just like pr- peer pressure me one day and like, all right, you're the last one, you're the last of the gang to die. We're gonna put you in the drive through. Yeah, they really want you to do that. <laughs> we're ordering you nachos, and you're just gonna eat them. And I was like, all right, fine. And so, what was the cheese that was? Veg- yeah, that was the cheese that broke the vegan, the vegans back. Cheese, cheese, and then wait, and then what was it from vegetarian back? That to- I don't remember actually. I was trying to think. Was- I remember going vegetarian, vegan, and then like having meat was my progression. Mm-hmm. But I was vegan. I think- wait, you went vegetarian, vegan, then meat. Yeah. Whoa. But I ate meat. Be- obviously, I ate meat before that, and then electively decided to become vegetarian. Did that for like six months, then was vegan for like four years, and then mm. went back. Wow. Went on a diet that required like some kind of protein, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll have some of that. <laughs> Our mom was vegetarian for a number of years, and but would still feed us meat, but she said that um, she would go to like the Amish farmer's market and get us like, you know, those... Amazing smelling chickens, and she said Amish farmers market. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, yeah, you, so, don't so, go, you don't have an Amish farmers in, market. So, in, so where <laughs> we grew up, it's in crazy. Ardmore, in suburban square, there was a where? Giant, where'd you grow up? Right outside Philadelphia. In Amish Philadelphia, farm? so Lancaster is super close. On an Amish farm is where they grew yeah. up. Yeah, but anyway, that's so why she, it makes sense that she was uh, she was are, preparing one for dinner, and she describes it like. She kind of was preparing it, and then she said she just blacked out and like kind of came to and like as the Amish the, do. Two thirds of the chicken was gone, and that was what? like the end of her vegetarianism. Yeah, what? Yes, she like she ate chicken in like a blacked out fever like, rage. Like, like, the, like the fugue steak, like the primalness took over, and like a fugue steak thing, and then her body was like like that, and that's how she broke her. So like like the light switch gets turned on. There's just feathers everywhere. Oh, yeah. and it's like, what did I do? There's just like bones, bones everywhere. She's like on the ground. I mean, but my uh, our mom. Our, we, we have to thank our mom for our love for food. Our, it's our Chef dad moms. for our love for music and our mom yeah. for love for food. And our mom just is become such an incredible, like, she's such an amazing cook. And oh, her wow. Thanksgiving, we actually did a, a whole episode um, where she took us through her Thanksgiving process. She, she starts in, like, August. Your mom's been on the podcast? Yeah. My mom, mom's been a guest on the podcast. Mom's been on the podcast. And mom's she on the podcast did, is a good look. She did, <laughs> which is hands down one of our favorite episodes. Um, Nick, are we going to get your mom on Tall Tales? Okay, uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, she talks about her Thanksgiving, and it starts in like August. She cooks oh, for like four or five months. It's incredible. What? Well, it, no. Can th- I come to Thanksgiving this yes, year? Yes, you can. Yes, and, you can. And there's always a seat at the table. And also, that was when she was a teacher. Now that she's retired, the window is short. But she it oh. took so much prep that she had to fit around school. Right. But, but now she'll start. She'll start like doing stuff and freezing berries in the summer. But the, the she yeah. starts cooking Thanksgiving when like the Coachella lineup is announced. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's how she knows. Look, the, the, the second yeah. that I know that um, you know Beyonce is back, yeah, uh, yeah. that's when I know <laughs> that the sweet potato is being harvested. <laughs> how much time we got? Because I definitely want to talk about something. Well, talk about it, and then we're going to be okay. the, last, the best thing. We so I haven't week. shown this to you yet. My friend Dana went on a road trip driving back from Ohio to LA. He lives here. He got me this in Is it a the anarchist liquor cookbook? store. No, it's uh, Wild Game Made Simple by Mike Nikowski. No, it's just Wild Game Simple. Wild Game Simple. Right, yeah. by the don't don't, don't so, throw some proper grammar in there to make I, it sound smarter. What I would prefer to show you first is how to field dress a squirrel. Oh, oh yeah. 
Wild game simple. Yeah, that guy That won't is... be necessary. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're going to need to look at this. It's wild. Okay, so wild game simple. Is this available on Amazon? I'm not sure. Sh- I didn't even look. This, this I mean, just this, yeah, yeah, do they have an eyes number? Before I get to the field dressing the squirrel, this is Nikki who just showed up, one of her favorite things. The pictures of the food are so disgusting that it's almost intentional, and this is my favorite one. The food has just slid off the plate, and they didn't even put the food back on the plate. Wait, like, wait, wait. wait. Is, is, this, is this the triple D of yeah. cookbooks? Yeah. Were you, it's incredible. I bet you if, if uh, the Lord Fiere uh, stopped by for yeah. some venison curry the God. or some just like... So it tells you how to completely uh, field dress not only a squirrel, but... Dear, I want to say that the I want to say recipes are so disgusting. This is it's incredible. I want to say this is 2016. I want to say they didn't, they didn't even use their iPhone. They used like a digital camera to shoot sure. this, like an old yeah. one, old that, point, that's like, like a point you, shoot digital an, camera. Like, Samsung yeah. Galaxy Three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wild game symbol is on Amazon. Great. How much is it on Amazon? But I mean, and and for like spiral bound starts at three dollars and forty nine cents. Oh, oh my god, this one was twenty bucks. Shark tail grouse in shotgun sauce. No actual shotgun. So but, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So gross. Probably there's a few things on here that are legendary. This is the most shocking cookbook I've ever looked at, and oh how God, like how do, how gross it looks. Yeah, but this is how a lot of them, you know. It's one like, of the more upsetting cookbooks I've ever for seen sure. in my life. I mean, it doesn't have any endangered animals in it I mean, or human not, meat recipes. Yeah, this I feel is like the grossest. I feel like there'll be like a chapter hidden there where it's just like. It's, I mean, we should get rid of the minorities, though, shouldn't we? <laughs> Look, it's semi-graphic in the fact that like, it actually shows dead animals. You have to go to the field dressing of a squirrel. He show, he's like tearing. So basically what you do is you like do a slit on the squirrel oh, and all, then uh, put your foot on its head and then just tear up. They, they, have, they, have, just, like, they have a whole psalm section for wines. <laughs> yeah. Wines to serve with small game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's classy. I don't know. I like, look, it's it's very early in the book is where that appears. Is it like one of those things I, you can't unsee? I mean, this whole rabbit yes, section actually. Yeah, for sure. Oh, All right, well, game simple. Squirrel with sour cream and mushrooms. Oh. How many rabbits? Four to six Ugh. squirrels. There's squirrel pizza. Hey, There's gotta, a recipe you, for squirrel gotta, pizza in there, by the way. You got a squirrel guy? You Greg, guys like pizza? Greg does Mario's do uh, oh, squirrel. Yeah, like if you go deep into the freezer, Mario and Sons. What have, like, I really want to nice do squirrels. is ask someone if they like pizza. Invite them over to my house and then make them squirrel pizza. Oh, okay. and not you tell them. Like but, but just, just for, <coughs> for the squirrel curls up into a ball when you hit it. Yeah. Uh, hit yeah. it beer, beer simmered squirrel makes four servings, three large squirrels. Clean oh, and so, quartered. Oh, so squirrel goes a long way. I guess. I maybe, guess. The, maybe the ones that Mike Nikowski is hunting. I find it hard to believe, though, to be honest. I mean, you got to get a fat, thick squirrel. If oh, you're you need shoot one, one of those, like, you need a free range. End of, oh, end yeah. of, end of winter. Mm-hmm. No, Greg. No, no. Well, I like to get the squirrel, and then I just end like of, end of winter squirrel is going to be sinewy, pre-hibernating end of summer squirrel. There it is. Looks not, dude. It looks no different than a rabbit. So there you go. I need it. Yeah, just go <laughs> yank, dude. If if someone's yeah. ever seen it, it was like it was like this is rabbit. You go like. Whatever. I don't find it that weird to honestly to eat squirrel. I mean, if someone was like, it's good. What I'd is be that? Like, okay, down the I'll south, like Brunswick I mean, stew. I mean, Brunswick stew is a cl- is a classic. Chuck it in the pot, what you got. And What's squirt. Brunswick stew? Mm-hmm. Brunswick stew is like a southern stew that hmm. is mainly, um, it's like a brown gravy sauce with squirrels and I can what picture have you. Potatoes, like carrots, and then uh, blank meat. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Question mark. Fill, yeah. yeah. A little bit of owl, a little bit of bat. Yeah. I don't know. Bats do. do things on an owl? Mostly feathers. Enough. I would imagine Enough. mostly feathers. I, I, I bet you could get like a chicken-sized dinner out of an owl. Somebody no. just told me the, you think? the owl Maybe. can kill you. Was that you? 
It was on a true crime podcast that somebody was convicted for killing their wife, and then 15 years later they found out that their wife was killed by an owl. Where That's an owl incredible. landed on top of her head with its owl talons and peeled his the, peeled her skin off of her head and killed her. And then <laughs> she all the there's so much peeled, she, okay I don't an owl anything you're saying an owl this, this was on a podcast <laughs> a woman she was at the she was like, at, like on the top of a outdoor stairway like on her deck an owl came down scalped her and then so much blood came out. That she tripped on her and slipped on her own blood, then fell down the stairs and died, and her husband was convicted for the crime. And then they but found out. Did they out see the talon mark? How, like, how did they find how, out 15 years later? Was the owl confess? Forensic He's like, evidence. Look, man, I did it's on his it, deathbed. Right? I did He's it. Like, I did this. Uh, I have the answer because they they found <laughs> microscopic owl feathers in her in her remains. Because he was just like, I'm please sorry. reopen this case. I swear to no, God, I did not owl kill my wife. Apparently the neighbor was like, there's no way this guy killed his wife. This is bullshit. And, and devoted like 15 years of her slow, life. Slow wheels of And justice. like thousands neighbor, of dollars yeah. and like tons of money. Raised all this funding for, for figuring it out. And then he was finally finally freed. Check it out. It's on another podcast. Yeah, don't it wasn't to me. It, it was the one-armed good. owl. More or less, we need to kill. We need to end owls. Yeah, because they are. All they will it. before they end us. All for it. How high of a I've wall never trusted do you have to them build to keep the owls out? Oh shit! Oh man! <laughs> I like that. And we're gonna make the hawks pay for yeah. it. Oh yeah! All right, guys. End of the show. <laughs> we're gonna get into. Well, first, I wanted to say thanks to uh, our our bro and listener Truett. Deets from ATL. He he made some nice uh, stew artwork. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He, he he. It's like a custom mixed media piece. Wow. I'll bring it over next grazie, time. Grazie, it, grazie. It's, it's amazing. It's so have a, thanks to you, bro. Art fans. That's yeah. what I'm waiting for. That's how I know uh, we'll have made it when I start getting um, like characters of us. in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be like. Like, hey, I drew this of you. I feel like that's like what people do, right? Hey, I drew this of you. I usually just get locks of hair. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, fingernails. I would I would take some just like casseroles. Just outside my door. Sure. No, uh, no, one no. band. One band did cook for us. Don't we accept got, the food. We got half like or part of an elk sent to some yeah a lot of listeners, which lot was of one of the which was the greatest thing that this podcast has ever given to me. Is it in me. your freezer? There's some in, still in the freezer. Mm. And we but also came, got a party pack from right. Thailand. Oh yeah, the party pack from Thailand was incredible. Yo, all of our listeners that send us cool shit, thanks. Guys. You guys are all fire. Every one <laughs> of you. A, what makes up a party pack? Like it, it was a box full of like their favorite regional Thai snacks oh, of ooh. like Southeast Asia. So it was like all these crazy. And then also they're from the, the south of America. So there's, there's like also Bojangles some like seasoning. grits and Bojangle seasoning, and then some like chili lime cashews from so good a Laotian region. It was amazing. There's like durian crisps that tasted like funyuns. They taste like funyuns if they were made out of old gym socks. But yes. Mm. As most durian does. <laughs> I never had durian. <sighs> I'm not going to recommend it, but my dad loves it. It's he's an acquired taste. It. Shout out to Don's probably trying. He's got a Filipino woman on uh, Kauai that calls him in advance when she's got a nice mm. durian crop before Ooh. she takes it to the farmer's market. He Ooh. gets the heads up. All right. Mm. So, so we got a durian guy. We got an elk guy. Squirrel guy. Just need a squirrel, squirrel guy. guy. Got a horse guy. <laughs> horse guy. <laughs> all right, guys. Best thing we ate all week. Um, I guess I'll start it off. You got. I think you you were actually talking about this before we recorded about you were in the you were hungover in the fridge munching munching the bucket. But oh yeah, I ate a cold a piece of cold fried chicken mm. yesterday from Vons. Not from Vons, actually from from the Village Bakery around the corner mm. from my house, which mm. is not a place I go to for eating food at mm. all. Nor should you. But apparently you should now. <laughs> 
good, good bakery. Hey, good people. Oh, good hey, people. Hey, thanks for the shout out and the meeting shitting on. So yeah. really great, great people. Great people, great place. You know, fan. But they they serve they serve like cold fried chicken and it's just and like it's a really really lemony brine, mm-hmm. really rosemary ish. Mm-hmm. And it was just like real salty and fatty, and like it was mm. sort of crunchy, but sort of cold and slimy, and just mm. it had like a little bit of yeah, a heavy and slimy. <laughs> it was like a pleasant confit situation mm-hmm. going on, but mm. I think just a nice on a cold fried chicken on a hot day, Mamma Mia, beautiful. Oh yeah, not for everyone, but it is very good. And then also yesterday, I had this like I went to this food festival thing. It was like, the farmer and the chef downtown at Manuela, this restaurant. Mm. And there's this dude who had these like really, really rustic artisanal grits. Ooh. And then there was a um, braised beef cheek with cherries on top of that. <laughs> Thank Yes, please. Fucking good. That sounds great. And But it, there's a lot of bad mixology drinks. Have you, you guys have probably noticed this at like food festivals. You want to just like, let me just get a... Beer. Let me oh, just get a, a, a regular drink, beer and they're like, beer. "This is our beet infused oh, yeah. sh- fennel shrub syrup." Like, no. I was at a festival. I was like, I was, I was like, I was like, they had these cocktails on draft, and it was like whiskey and like lemon and like simple syrup. And I was like, "Oh, you know what? I don't need the the cocktail. I'll just take whiskey. I'll take the whiskey." And they're like, "Those are display bottles. There's no booze in them." Mm. So and I went beer, and I was like, I was "You're like, liars." I was like, wow. This is the part of the podcast where a bunch of dudes complain about the free drinks. Yeah. That we I will get. say this though: when Darren <laughs> and I were DJs, we um, DJed this prohibition party that is in now where LPR Sorry. is in New York, and we did not know what demo bottles were, and we had no, no, no. those bottles were full. They were not f- so yeah. we oh so we had a thing there where we would try to just you know you know they didn't pay us much, so we like went to go. Uh, steal hey, alcohol. Steal alcohol. There. <laughs> and we got, and we got, um, and what we realized is that as we were like kind of sneaking them out with our friends, half were real, but half of them were promo bottles. So we had to then sneak the promo bottles back in to make oh, sure that they were not no. missed. No, actually, what it was is that we took all promo bottles, realized that they were full of water, and then in the back they had just left like a stack of cases. So we emptied mm. our American Paro duffel bags. Hell yeah. Just to let you know, give you an idea of when the time was. Shout out to Charney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big they ups. Just had the, they just had the, the final party last week. Daisy O'Dell played it. Saw that. Yeah. Well, that, that was like the swan song. We're done. Mm-hmm. One, one last party. How did mm. they even afford that? It was thrown by, it was thrown by former American Paro employees. At a bar deal. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got girls to come in like uh, metallic onesies. Yeah. All right, what did you? All right, best thing you ate. Uh, best thing I ate. Um, well, I said kata, which was amazing, but mm-hmm. uh, that the, sounds incredible. Uh, roasted cauliflower dish at Destroyer. Oh, I mean, Destroyer is just like I haven't had the roasted cauliflower dish there. Um, I, I mean, describe I'll, it. Are you on the west side? Uh, I mean, I work I, I work over this company called Tastemade. Okay. And I, I'm out I know Tastemade. I don't know where they, they're in Santa Monica. They're uh, Santa Monica is where Tastemade is in uh, Destroyers in Culver City. It was. Um, I get Tastemade emails all the time. It was uh, roasted cauliflower, um, cauliflower puree, uh, poached egg, and chicken jus, and it was just like fucking phenomenal. Mm. I went with somebody, and we both ordered. Like it was so good that we both ordered instead of the idea of us not getting enough of it. Right. Um, I mean, look, Destroyer it. Whatever you want to say, if you want to make fun of it being like just over the top, it I think is, it's great. It is I'm every dish is phenomenal. And when Vespertine opens, it's very fun to make fun of. Though. I'll probably save my money and go to Vespertine. I think I would actually go in on that for a tasting menu, even though it's going to be so expensive. I'll only go there because it's named after a Bjork album. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
What about I'll go the soundtrack. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's like the downstairs mission Chinese. Yeah, if, if you like guys, the if, Twin if, Peaks if, loop, if the, uh, <laughs> which is like great for everyone except for the staff, where like haunts their dreams. <laughs> yeah, if, if anyone hasn't watched any of the um, promo videos for Vespertine Restaurant, take take some time because they are just like I haven't seen them. I need to watch them. Oh my then. god, it's so it's like I, it's, it's I like would you not can't be able make to it up. It's so over the top. But yeah, the roots are cauliflower. And, uh, is there a I'm, slow motion video of an owl flying on a black background? I mean, it's definitely slow motion. There's definitely <laughs> slow motion involved. But I mean, like Destroyer, I, I just, I can't, it, it's awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I huge fan. agree completely. I mean, look, you can dress it up however you want. If the food coming out is that good, it's like so fine. It's so, I mean, Be those silly bowls, I mean, the bowls to, are like but, wrapped in like, like it's so ridiculous. Yes. Like it came out and I was like, that's literally a, it's like a, Plant. It's like a planted bowl and like a Swedish ceramic. Like right. it's hysterical, but it's if you can be that good, fine. fine. Whatever. Sure. You have the right to be that ridiculous. I'm with it. Uh, so I said I did a Chinatown crawl with Terrence Ta, mm-hmm. which I'm cool. still thinking about, and I've got two of the best things. Ooh. Oh, so oh, so you're gonna go twofold. This is Chinatown in is this New York. Twofold? Chinatown, this, this is twofold. This is twofold. Well, See I, now we can't. So now you know. I, I saved. I saved my twofold for the end. Mm. Yeah. So um, we classic twin. We met. We are friends with this woman named Yuki who runs this thing called All You Can Eat Press, and she makes maps of Chinatown. And it's not like she made a map. You know, six years ago, and said like she'll update them. So like mm-hmm. her her Chinatown one, it's a is, living document. It's a living yeah, document. It's but all food focused. It's all. So she has uh, diners, Human oysters, trafficking. burgers. So she have diners, drive-ins, and dives <laughs> in Chinatown. Uh, Chinatown. Pizza. I would so, love to see him to go into like oh yeah, like Great NY Noodle Town. He's like, all right, buddy, hit me with the Peking duck. Well, that would be like there would be a chef smoking a cigarette during that entire yeah. shot, yeah. Yeah. and like not speaking English and screaming him to get out. Yeah, and meanwhile, yeah. he's like just like trying to get in a frame, be like, and he's making. He, he, uh, he, 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 they'd be like, they'd be like hoisin sauce. He goes, whoo, get out. <laughs> Uh, so we went with Yuki from All You Can Eat Press, and uh, the first place we that uh, was one I picked. There's on Grand and Eldridge. I have no idea what the name is. Just a corner. There's this place. It it looks like a wholesale spot, but it's also got food in the window. It's like got Classic. a table in the back with like not enough chairs. We but, have a table. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's got peeking ducks in the window that are just kind of held at room temperature, and they will mm. chop it up for you. And it's a full peeking duck. Chop for thirteen dollars. Oh and come it on! Was wow. Uh, and I've walked by it. So heritage for, breed for, for two sure. for two <laughs> years. Sure. For two years, Humanely never raised. in a position to either eat it myself or I was going somewhere I could eat it. Will they do? Will they bring out pancakes and scallion and no, hoisin? No, no. It's, it's none of that stuff. It's just, just in a bucket. For thir- thirteen. Yeah, just it's in a Ziploc for, bag. For, yeah. for thirteen yeah. bucks, you're lucky that they cut and it up. They, they throw it out the door, <laughs> yeah. and, and then the, you have to the, chase it down the street for thirteen dollars. Thank you to go yeah, back yeah, and, and just dump no, meat in there. The classic, like they just take some like paper and wrap it up. She was like, "Have a seat." We're like, "Where are we going to sit?" But I mean, but it was just Grand and Elridge. It's a yellow awning. It's amazing. Grand Elridge, New York, New York. But then the other place we went, and this was from the go for the food, not the ambiance. Yeah, was, but the ambiance um, is sort of no. The ambiance—it's definitely ambiance it in was, its own it's way. Definitely bring your own chair. Yeah, uh, May Lee Wah Bakery, best pork bun I've ever had. May Lee Wah? No, no, no. It's just some that you walk by it a million times. It's in like the heart of like you know. Just, how often are you in Chinatown that you're walking by all these places a million times? Yeah. No, no. I'm just It's yeah. afraid. But I mean, you just never. Know oh, it's afraid. I've never heard that phrase. It's perfect. It's you just made that. That's why the egg on the top. 
the it's like a full bun with like the meat is all the way to the edges. It's not like bun with a piece thing. Right. Uh, it's like a stewed almost pork. It's kind of it's like kind of sweet. And it's hot and it doesn't have the weird paper that's melted to the underside. Mm-hmm. It just comes out and it's perfect. So I eat that. that's it's like- on it's on my gram, Greg mm-hmm. Bresnitz. What it sounds like. It, the whole thing is documented. It is. It is. It was so good. It was the end of the day. We went back and got seconds. That's one of those dishes. Oh yeah. That like that. When it's that good, it's like my favorite thing in the world. Yes. Like a like a like a Chinese 100%. bun. Yeah. When it's done really well, I don't think it gets any better. No, I agree. Tim Ho Wan in New York so does these roasted pork buns that are just. I like, did say that's the only thing that was like above heads and tails above everything. Else. I thought the rest of it was fine. I liked it. What about you? Favorite thing. Well, I don't know if it's my favorite. So once in a while, we'll actually favorite thing will be something we cooked. Hooters and Danny. I think it was very good. Yeah, I definitely had Hooters for breakfast today. <laughs> um, but I made uh, a chicken dish. <clears throat> dark. That, w- that came out very <laughs> so good, dark. but it was from... Sh- it was very dark in there. <laughs> we got there like 11.03 and it opened at 11. <laughs> they were like... They were so confused we were there. They're like, are... Okay. Now, do you, you want to come in you're, this you're place? Shaking, you're shaking the door. You're in trying it? to lock at 10.58. Yeah. You're like... <laughs> It was. I mean, the bag incredible. is over there. I like didn't know what the bag was from. <laughs> they they were so confused. They were like, "I just okay. I guess we will serve you because yeah. technically we're open." <laughs> Tech, yeah. Just nothing but questions on their faces the whole time we ate. Why? What? And there's a woman with you. I'm pretty sure at one point there was like a phone stuck out of like the kitchen door, taking a photo, documenting <laughs> the fact that we were there at Setting that time. Setting to corporate. Hey, we have people yeah. in here at like 11:03. Yeah. It is a Monday as well. It was yeah. on a Monday. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Day. So it was a party. So it's a party Monday. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, best thing you had? So it was a recipe off Chef Steps, a sous vide recipe mm-hmm. where it was chicken quarters that I had soaked in coconut milk, mm. lemongrass, kefir lime, bird's eye chili, a little sriracha, palm sugar, mm. uh, fish sauce, Damn. a little rice wine vinegar. And that sat overnight and then sous vide it at 158 for three hours. Wow. And then finished with all the liquid as well. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I actually because I didn't know how like the citrus and the acid would work as a sous vide for three hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is gonna do something weird to what, the meat. What fat I don't know. did you put in the sous vide bag? Nothing. Just the chicken. Hmm. Wiped off from the marinade. Chicken went in. That was skin. It. Skin on. Okay. Well, the skin, skin, skin on, fat, yeah. skin on chicken <clears throat> quarters. So like a weird confit sort of cooking. Exactly. Yeah. And so then I took that, dumped all the. All the sous vide liquid that had come out in that bag back into the marinade, brought that to a boil, reduced it. So it turned into like almost a tomka soup kind of velvety sauce. Like that pump really sugar, thick. fish sauce base. Just so good. Come on. Mm. And then, mm. so then on the grill, just long enough to get the chicken skin really crispy, mm. which it did really well because it had been sous vide for three hours. So it was perfect. It like 10 minutes, it was just like, like, crunchy, lacquery, just like mm. brittly chicken skin. It was great. And then put the sauce back over it and then that was it. It's great. You can't, I mean... It was so easy and so cheap, too. Lacquered fowl? <sighs> Come on. Lacquered fowl. It's my new metal good. band, That's by the way. Yeah. That's good. That's a restaurant. You would eat there. Well, I would oh eat at lacquered fowl every day. All right. Lacquered fowl? It's in Pasadena. <laughs> lacquered fowl, third round draft pick for Duke, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's, uh, all right, so it's we're gonna open up um, Sukumon Fo, Sukumon Fo, Sukumon Fo, and Lacquered Fowl. Yep, mm-hmm. both of them trademark. So don't even try and do yeah. it. Yeah, we're just giving away ideas on this show. No, no, it's fine. We have uh, we always have our lawyer listening. She's the yep. seventh listener. And when these this gold drops, <laughs> boom, immediately registered. Yep. Mm-hmm. Immediately. I just got a text that it's registered. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, that's um. That's, we haven't even posted this. Yeah, podcast just go yet. to uh, just go to Mailchimp Squarespace. Uh, easy legal. AdamandEve.com is where you can find most of our podcasts. Yeah, and uh, if you just go up and put in lacquered foul in the uh, promo code, yeah. uh, you'll get ten percent. Also, off. Napa Auto Parts is good. <laughs> you can follow me on social media at them jeans, and you can go to thestewpodcast.com where all the episodes are at, or obviously on iTunes. Andre Conaparo has no social media, but he has a mom. Say hi, hi mom. mom. Hi, Jill. And you can get all of our stuff at SnackyTunes. SnackyTunes.com. It's, it's, it's incredibly Googleable. So we're on, you can get all 308 episodes on it's iTunes. So incredible, Archive. too. Correct? Yeah. And Thanks, man. You can just knock it out in a weekend. <laughs> and we're on uh, social media. And you yeah. can check out the. You know what? Don't watch com. House of Cards when it comes out. No. Spend. Spend. Really, in those early episodes where we're literally yeah. terrible. Thanks for. Uh, oh, and then one more shout out. You guys have a great theme song. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. really good. We um, appreciate Who did it. your theme song? Maggie. Uh, my brother and my ex-girlfriends were singing auto-tune. Yep. And my brother would just sing, he would just say, like, food words. He yeah. said, he said, I got the mise en place yeah. with the remolade. With the remolade. It's so good. It's so I, good. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. But, yeah, and, but you guys also have a... Wallpaper. A little bit of an auto tuny yeah. jazz song as well. Shout Ricky out to Reed. Wallpaper. Ricky Reed. Okay. Yeah. We originally were going to just like change out every month and he sent it to he us. Sent it and, and we're, we're like, like one done. and done. Yeah. But now he's like a Grammy award winning <laughs> million dollar producer. Yeah. I mean, look, and sure. uh, hey, if you're out there and you ever want to come back on the show. No. <laughs> yeah. By the way. <laughs> By the way. Um, but no, yeah. So snackytunes.com, snackytunes on the gram. And then I'm at Darren Bresnitz. Yeah. Greg Bresnitz. I should have him on Tall Tales, actually. Yeah, he'd be yeah. great. We're bros. Yeah, yeah. Tell well, thanks, for ha- thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having thank us. Yo, my pleasure. On. Thanks for the cocktail. One day Great. we will do your show. Yes, oh yeah, absolutely. Love to. I'll come over with the very less impressive setup. Okay, um, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Next time we're in New York. <laughs> R.I.P. Stewie. Thanks, guys. <laughs>